This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. It's a clever name. Both the names put together. <laughs> I think we talked about that in our first, very first episode. Copper Crab. All right, what you up? guys, check out our sponsors: Direct Sound Headphones, Moon Juice CBD by Jade Rabbit, and of course. If you guys ever want to email us questions, hit us up at coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com. We try to get to everything. And of course, like, comment, and subscribe. Because we're selling our fucking souls for this shit. What about the theme song? That theme song is sick. Dude, it The theme song is sick. Yeah, every time it comes on, I bang my head. You know what I was thinking? We should put this theme song... Maybe put it on fucking like, I don't know. What do you do? Put it on CD Babies or something like that? Spotify? <laughs> yeah, CD Baby. That would be the, the Maybe that's make, the way. What if we had like a Copper Crab jingle album? Oh, Chaney, we should, we should definitely do that. Well, what it would basically be is where that song came from. I mean, really? Which we have talked about on the podcast. Old school fans will know what's up. Oh, Shiva's bugging, is on my leg. Wait, so I thought that this was the song that we made. Is it not? Am I remembering hold that on wrong? Second, hold on a second. Look, look at this. <laughs> this is so sad. She was in a cone this week, and she's not really... We've it's We've been horrible. worried parents all week long. It's absolutely horrible. They, we got her spayed, mm-hmm. and uh, they gave her a plastic cone, and told t- me I gotta, she's got to wear it for two weeks. She couldn't navigate around in the plastic cone. It was really, really upsetting to watch. Once we got this, um, she's such a poor baby. So yeah, I went to the store cone. and got her the softer one. But I mean, this is just rough, man. Yeah, but when she was wearing the other one, she was literally running into walls, and yeah. it was like really, really sad. Yeah. So she hates it, and sometimes I take it off and I give her supervised time so she doesn't <laughs> mess with her little incision which is really it's pretty brutal actually it's gnarly yeah i didn't really think of it i thought they were just gonna spare and be like here you go here's your cat back uh we she's just as good as she was yeah, before you spayed you brought her go. in anyway I've, I've also been taking her outside for like supervised outdoor time for about 20 minutes poor baby yeah she's really <laughs> you can hear him yeah can you hear yeah <laughs> <laughs> She is not a radio cat. Shiva. Shiva. All right. Poor baby. Yeah, I feel bad for her. We've been like worried parents and we had your mom come over and watch her for a while. It feels like, okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to claim that having a pet is like having a child. I know they're very different things, but when your pet is sick, I think that's as close as it comes to having a child. Yeah, I I, hate, I honestly hate it. It drives me crazy because I, I don't know. I I'm like not the most sentimental guy, right? We know this. Yeah. I'm sort of. I've got my wall. Up, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't know. For some reason, this cat has just like broke me down, dude. You know. I've seen you get this way around two animals, yeah. Maggie and Shiva. Yeah, and Maggie is a dog that we would babysit on occasion. I've got some pictures of her on my Instagram somewhere. I'll probably pull, I'll pull one up. You know what's funny about our show? It's a recurring theme that we always talk about photos that we'll put up or photos that we have. And we literally have, we have not once shared any of those photos. 
I think yeah. people are still waiting for a photo of our van. Still, really, we haven't posted any <laughs> photos of the van. We haven't oh posted one God. photo of the van. That Coco. Well, we're doing Van 2.0. I'm about to fucking announce that shit, dude. I don't even care. <laughs> Make an we're announcement. We're doing. Chaney and I are saving up for a super legit tour van. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Naveen, there's not touring happen happening right now. It's coronavirus. Perfect. Yeah, I know That's that. That's what we say. Yeah, Perfect. I know that. It gives us more time to save money. Exactly. Exactly. Duh. So you could sit around and say, well, one day, you know, tour is going to happen and we'll figure it out when it, when the time comes. What are we going to do? We're going to use this time where nothing's going on. We're going to save a bunch of money. Okay. We're trying to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because we also like to spend money and that's the downside <laughs> of yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to do it, though. <laughs> we are. We, we're going to... You know what happens for us when we put our minds to, like, doing something? When it's set in stone, especially you, you're really good at, like, holding shit down. There are certain things that I'm good at holding down, but with money, it's you. Mm. You're really good at it. <coughs> um, and strict. And now that we've mm-hmm. said something and we've made this goal, that is, a, is something yeah. that will make our lives way more comfortable on the road. Something like that. And but I think to, we're going to yeah. do it because here's here's the advantage to taking a sprinter. Everyone's like, you know, why don't you like s- save up and rent out something or whatever? But here's the advantage to a sprinter. You can. Wait, wait we didn't announce what kind of van we're buying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to buy a sprinter van. Yeah. And we're going to build it out and yeah. make essentially like a rocket ship. I think they call those. That's things. what we're going to do because we did the Coco, right? Which apparently no one's even seen. Yeah. I didn't even know no that. One, no God, one we're horrible. Coco. So we built out our, um, what is it? It's a Ford E350. It's a big 15-passenger van, mm-hmm. but... Which is the normal touring van. Yeah. So it's what we've had. It's what we bought initially to tour it. So basically when coronavirus hit... <laughs> that's funny that we're doing a Coca Bolo bit. Yeah. This is like the joke. That, that's all we talk about. But anyway, yeah. we're going to talk about it. Um. <laughs> well, okay, sidetrack. But if you guys haven't seen the bingo... Copper that, crab the podcast Copper Crab bingo. Podcast Bingo. Oh, Go to that. our Instagram oh, and look this shit that, up because that. it is amazing. One of the guys from the band Skybound made that. You guys should check them out. They're a Canadian band. Pretty sick. Oh shit. Old old dude on the on the internet not working out here. Anyway, um But this bingo is like spot on. It's fucking hilarious. And I was, I was just and Coco Bolo is one of the cracking up. You anyway, can, you I can named, cross off Coca Cola yeah. for so today. So we, uh, when coronavirus hit, I started work. I was like, "Well, fuck, man, this shit might hit the fan, and we're gonna need an escape vehicle." You know, get the fuck out of here. So I ripped out all the seats, I ripped out everything from the inside of the van, and put down a wood floor. But I put, I made it out of plywood, and I just sanded it and stained it brown. It looks. R- really good. And then so really I started good. calling it Coco Bolo yeah. as a joke from. Uh, Better call Saul. He gets a Coco Bolo desk, right? And then... Okay, I don't know if I talked about this because we were um, in the episode with... When we had Steve on. Steve from Circus Survive. When we had him on, we were talking about how he had a Coco Bolo drum kit. Yeah, I know. And I have to be honest, the whole time I thought you guys were talking about... You know the water brand that we saw today? Topo Chico. I thought you guys were talking, were saying that he had a Topo Chico themed 
<laughs> drum kit. And I thought that you were just making, like, I thought that the name Coco Bolo was just like Topo Chico and that that's you guys hilarious. had come up with this name for no reason. Like, that was just the name of the band. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Too. Maybe so. the new one will be called Topo Chico. <laughs> Topo Chico. Okay. Um, so anyway, I started calling the van Topo. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, Coco Bolo. <laughs> I started calling it Coco Bolo as a joke. And then Steve, though, he was like, dang, you know, nice floors got in there. Like, how'd you get, where'd you get the Coco Bolo from? I was like, dude, it's plywood. It's not fucking Coco Bolo. I'm not going to, what are you talking about? I'm the cheapest guy on earth. I'm not going to fucking buy Coco Bolo for my van. <laughs> I know. Today we went uh, <laughs> shopping because we're having everyone over for the holiday this week to our house. And we went shopping for groceries. And we, before we went, we had made a grocery list. And we were just going through the grocery store and looking for groceries. And you should have seen the look on Naveen's face. Like, he was horrified with every further item that I oh, put into the shopping cart. Yeah, he was seven like, fifty for a block of cheese. <laughs> at a certain point, he was just like... Can we just make it work with what we've just got? Just make it work with what we've got, dude. You know? I, I'm cheap, actually, at, every time guy. an item goes in the cart, it's like devastating for me. <laughs> I know. Just like, You're hard to shop with, but it's uh, funny for me. I just, Actually, there's a I, notorious I like fight. Should we talk about our notorious fight? <laughs> it was over Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, let's go back to that. We we have to bring it back. But we, we won't remember. Up. We won't remember. No, we'll come back to the Thanksgiving because we're going to talk about Thanksgiving right okay. here. Everyone's wondering what this plate of fucking, what it looks like. <laughs> tripe is over here. It's not tripe. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like tripe, though. From That's your favorite uh Thing to do on the podcast it's like oh it look it's this oh no it's not you know what uh, I mean? i'm like a guy <laughs> listening and i'm like hey wait a minute yeah okay so we outfitted coco bolo it's pretty sick it's not do we really not have a fucking picture of it dude we just have that really shitty picture that's taken at nighttime and i don't think it does it justice so we should go out yeah. and get a picture Oh, the th hold, hold. the thing is got, that naveen uses coco bolo <laughs> for a work van so it's not always clean yeah, I know. That's the thing. I got a bunch of work shit in there. Here, here's the. Uh, here, I can I can show you. Coco Bolo right is here. a retired. Here's the doors. At least I got a picture <laughs> of the doors. I did these cool little door panels. Yeah, those are see. awesome. That is one of the, the but better parts. So I guess all you can see <laughs> is the door. and I and I put these little uh, roller shades in the windows. I mean, you know, the I did van, a bunch of cool the van shit. is it's amazing. Awesome. I mean, if you're looking to do a, a van life job for under like two grand, Dude, you I spent did it probably about one. I spent about maybe fifteen hundred bucks. You did it. Up, you did it really well. You got a mattress, a really comfortable mattress for one person. I think that the van would be totally livable with two Dude, people. Ideal in there, for one person, no I, problem. Totally ideal with two people in there, and we're both kind of messy people. Yeah. Like it's not. Not a not a good okay, living situation. So that brings me back. <laughs> we did the van. I got. We went on a trip up to Portland, which we've probably talked about a bunch because it's the only fucking thing that we've done in the last year. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know if anyone has realized this, but you know everything's been shut down since for maybe almost a year coming up. Not really. I think we're so at three quarters of a year. It started like in March. March. Right, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we went up to Portland, and. Upon going to Portland, I was like, it's a little crammed up in here. Yeah, there's no way in hell yeah. that we're getting four people 
in a band, let alone yeah. two extra crew members to tour with us in that. We're not, no one will go on tour with us in that. Yeah, it'll be a little brutal. Yeah. So, so. since we don't have a band and we need to entice people to <laughs> join the band. To tour with us. <laughs> Please. That being we'll said, do anything. we're like, and we were talking to Alex, right? Last week. And Alex. Last week. We were talking to Alex last week, and Alex was expressing how he would, how awful touring in a van is. Period. Yeah. So he's a he's a wimp, yeah. self proclaimed, <laughs> self proclaimed, and he's wimp. like, I'm not fucking going on a tour in a van. But then he then he was saying, oh, the rocket ship, which for those of you who don't know, it's a Sprinter, it's like a little mini bus. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. He's like, that's cool. I like that. So if he's a picky guy, it got my gears turning. And I was thinking, well. Why not dream big, right? Mm-hmm. If we're doing a band, if we're do, if we're gonna do a band, if we're gonna be, if this is our thing, right? Which apparently it is. All right, it's We've our thing. We've been doing it for a while. I mean, yeah. what the fuck else am I gonna do? I'm already 35, and I've spent all this time doing it. Yeah. I'm not gonna shift gears. <laughs> yeah, probably you know, not. It's not gonna happen. So, let's go ahead and invest and do something really sick. Get a big old sprinter. Maybe, or, or like a Dodge Promaster, which I was telling you about. Which, the difference between a Dodge Promaster and a Sprinter that Naveen has told me is that the Promaster is wider. That's what Tom Green said. That's what Tom Green said. So, get one of those and outfit that out with a bunch of bunks, like total pro status. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to borrow any money because I, I don't do that. I don't borrow money. And we're going to save up. We're going to buy the thing cash money yeah. and we're going to build it out because we got, we did get a sort of a, a tour offer like, Hey, would you guys be interested in doing this? If it happens next year in October. Right. So to me, that's like, okay, let's, we have a whole year. How awesome is that? Right. I know. We have a whole year to get ready and, and come out better than ever and come out with a new vehicle with a bunch of. <laughs> Maybe, you know, maybe we can convince some guys that otherwise might not do it if we didn't have the nice vehicle. Yeah. I mean, touring in a van is fine, but I'm 5'2", and I think that for me it's exceptionally easy because I'm so short and I can fit in a van bench. Yeah. And still sometimes my knees hurt because I'm bending them a little too much. Yeah. Touring in a bus is great too. The disadvantage to touring in a bus is that you can't, you're not pulling into any parking lots. If you want to go to Walmart or anything like <clears> that <throat> in a bus, exactly. unless it's a day off, I don't know. Do buses usually park in Walmarts? I know that bandwagons will. But buses usually get a hotel on a day off and yeah. they just park on the street. So, or someone, so if you like really want to go anywhere in a bus, you're taking a cab. With a sprinter, you can still like pull into a grocery store. Go to Planet Fitness. It doesn't have a shower in it or, good, or though, a bathroom. But, okay, for those of you, if you've never been on a bus uh, bath and seen the bathroom, it fucking starts to stink. Like It's disgusting. Into tour because everyone's peeing in it, and it just, like, starts to smell awful. And the showers, no one ever uses the fucking shower in the bandwagon. I mean, it's rare. Yeah, I know. Like, I've been on multiple buses that have had showers, right? And I've never used the shower there. It's filled with gear and shit. Yeah, I know. Always. It's like no Granted, one's there using are, that shit. There are advantages to that. There's a whole kitchen on Dude, a bus, I, which is fucking awesome. The thing is, since I'm like, you know, on Instagram, 
they start getting into your your mind and stuff. So I get shot all these ads about van life stuff. Yeah. And dude, there's one that came up of a shower. That is fucking sick. Oh yeah. Like if we didn't have the Planet Fitness thing, mm-hmm. I'd be like, maybe we should get that. I actually enjoy the planet, like going to Planet Fitness. That's true, but this thing attaches to like your back door. Yeah. And it hooks up to a propane tank, mm-hmm. and it's hot water. Like yeah, oh, that's tight. Hot water remember, at arm's reach. I remember, I can't remember who you were telling that they were on a bus and we were going to Planet Fitness every day and they were like, dude, you shower way more than I do. Dude, of course. You know, it's, well, well, it no, is a thing. Yeah. So if we're going to invest in something, like spend a bunch of money on something, the Sprinter, I think, is the best way to go. Obviously, we're not going to buy a bus. We're also not a band who, we're, we're not touring in a bus. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So, but the sprinter thing makes perfect sense. And like I was saying, if this is what we're gonna do, I mean, you got to do something with your life, right? Yeah. So, I was like, it helps me to have some sort of goal, I guess. Totally. Let's freaking get a sick ass sprinter. I'll outfit that thing out 2.0 because now that I've done the one van, I sort of have a little bit. Oh, right, here's what I would have done differently. Da 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 da. Yeah. We also have the advantage that your brother is a metal yeah. worker. Yeah. My brother, and, you know, he, he does all sorts of sick metal work so he can weld us some nut. This time I'm going to get we him also, to do We also have your brother-in-law who is an electrician. And, you know, we kind of got like all yeah. the... All a lot the of craftsmen over here. A lot of craftsmen. A lot of craftsmen. And we have the drapery guru in the family. So He could do some drapes in there. So we're actually employing everyone right now. To work on ours. We'll see what happens. (laughs) They're not going to get paid, but they usually get paid working for me, dude. Dude, but I was just thinking we should put like a tiny fridge in it, or we got to have something like that. We have to have something, (laughs) or or even room for our cooler on it. Yeah, that that could probably work. Yeah, or I mean, they make coolers that are similar to what we have. We have like an Arctic kind of thing, which which is total pro move. Anybody out there listening, if you have. You're just going on tour. You're in a van. You you get one of these Yetis or Arctic coolers. Oh, dude. We're talking like ice in there for, I don't know, three, four days. And you can put, we would just, Chaney and I ate just exclusively out of the cooler. It for saved like us, the whole tour. It saved us so much money. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if we've talked about it a ton, but there was a tour that we went on where we got our band completely out of debt. Yeah. And... We didn't make a lot of money on that tour. Like right. we didn't go home with a lot of money, but so we were we, like, "Hey, we're going to save the most amount of money." Here. Yeah, we paid so. off all of our debts and we saved all of our money. So Naveen and I—that's actually when we financially, like personally, started saving money, that's and right. we did on tour because we had like a budget, yep. and we bought food at Walmart and Target. And just put it all in the cooler. And that's what we were doing that's the that, entire time. That. You can fit a cooler right up front between the two front seats. I will say, dude, I mean, I don't know if everybody's <laughs> cut out for that kind of austerity. Yeah. But when I got, because I was like so used to eating cold food. Oh, yeah. We like only when I ate, ate like, hot cold food, food. It was like, oh, this is insanity. I'm not joking. There were weeks in a row that we only ate cold food. Yeah. But I or Or room temperature like nuts. <laughs> I was eating a lot of nuts on that tour, like almonds and peanuts. It's restricted. I, I think people need to, need to do that. Seriously, like in in your life, it's really good to 
step back from all this stuff that we think is necessary. And it just gives you this totally different perspective, man. Like It really does. Like strip it down. You know, you don't need, you don't need any, any of this, most of the stuff that we do during the day and the things that we interact with, we don't need. Yeah. I think about that. I mean, I, mean, I, I think that that's Maybe what, 90% true. of it? You just don't need it? Yeah, probably. I mean, what do you actually need? You don't need, as, when it comes to food, you don't need all of this fancy shit. Rice no. and beans and water can get you through life. That's why I like doing some sort of like a calorie restriction or like a, just doing these restrictions. It, it just helps you to see like, it's not all about how much good stuff I can consume because that never ends. You know, it just, it's a never ending thing. So every, I think every once in a while, Chani and I sort of go through this like, purge i guess you might want to call it like a sort of a just taking a step back from all this stuff and let's eat super healthy and minimal and and that's what we were doing on that tour we were kind of like let's not spend a whole lot let's not spend any money right yeah we i mean spent. try that try that i do that all like I, I actually do that every month i only give myself a 100 bucks to spend on stuff that i just want to buy yeah <laughs> you know and it's it's like liberating it really is. It's fascinating to see also on both sides how much you can do without and how much you can save when you're yeah. uh, doing without. It's also, we've talked about this a lot, how much beginning with the diet and the sleep schedule, the rest of the things in your life start to fall into place in that kind of way. Because oh. for us, so Naveen and I, like we do all of these diets and things together because it's so much easier when we're both yeah. doing it. It's yeah. really hard when you're in a couple and you hang out as much as we do to like, if one person is going to indulge, then the other is going <laughs> to indulge. That's kind of how we roll. Yeah. I guess right now we're so, sort of like, what, where are we? We're like on the fence, kind of like in, the, in between. Yeah. We're on the fringe <laughs> right now. But um, So we started on this crazy diet. I think it was... Well, no, it was we right after from, we got back yeah, from Europe and we, were like, and we we're went on a week-long thing. Super fit and blah, blah, blah. So it was in January. I think it was like right at the new year. We decided together that we were going to get super fit and go to the gym all the time. And we did. And we used this thing called MyFitnessPal. We count our calories. We uh, were going to the gym every day. And a few months in, I think when you started getting really into Jocko Willink, because yeah. Jocko wakes up at 5 in the morning. I don't know. He might wake up earlier than that. 3.30 yeah, or I mean, some thing crazy is like, shit. His thing is 4.30, right? Which or is no, fucking early. 5.30? I don't know. No, I, we were waking up at 5.30. We started waking <laughs> up at 5.30. Yeah. So that was a few months into the working out every day or, you know, a lot of the week and, and eating well. So then we started after that, like everything else started falling into place. You start saving a bunch of money. So that's where that came See, because that's what I started thinking. I was like, okay, well, we're doing so well with keeping track of like when we're getting up, how much we're eating every day. And we're seeing all these great results. I was like, well, fuck man. I wish I could have something like this for money Yeah. because I don't have any money. <laughs> right. So that, 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 day, that, that was fuck- the problem. Sorry to interrupt you, but that was like one of the problems that we knew we were making money, but we never had any money because we were yeah. spending all of it. And you don't really realize it starts to get away from you how much you how many it's things funny. you're spending money on. You got to check in on that stuff. So, I uh, like that day I actually found out about Dave Ramsey, the same well maybe the same like week that I was thinking like, wow, I wish I could Anyway, he's a money dude, no debt guy, which is 
I mean, in this culture, you know, borrowing money is like just, oh, it's, I mean, it's second nature. It's, it's yeah, so second nature that money. people, if we talk to people about it and you talk to people about it because you're even more gung-ho about, you're like super gung-ho about they get, um, saving they get money. Mad. People get mad. We've get gotten mad. into several yeah. arguments with people that we love over yeah. whether or not they should get a credit card because we, neither of us have credit no, cards. So, yeah, we. But we do have credit. Uh, we will. We won't have credit for much longer, though, because we don't. We haven't borrowed money in like, I don't know, uh, over two years or something. It's yeah, like, but but the thing with that is that bec- we don't have credit. But when it's come to things that we've, well, we do have credit. Okay, to clarify, we do have credit. <laughs> but when it comes to like things that we've needed credit scores, should for, I do a credit report real quick and prove to these people? <laughs> Here's our that. credit report. <laughs> but when it's come to things that we have needed credit. For proof of credit for yeah we've had enough money in the bank because we've been able to that's, save so see, much the that they that's don't the they don't question our credit when you're not giving your money to banks because you owe them a bunch of money you can set it aside and hold on to it yeah hello and, and that goes back to like why we don't want to put uh, a sprinter on credit yeah, and dude trust me like lately i've been thinking like man we, i could just probably go get a sprinter like right now yeah, definitely could. You know, but I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm hanging true. No. Staying I don't. true to the no doubt. I don't want <laughs> to pay interest. I mean, maybe. Because, hold on a second. This is the reason why. Coronavirus. Right? Yeah. Everyone goes, oh, it's all great. I got a job. I got all the, you know, we're a band. We're playing all these shows. Da, 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 da. Coronavirus hits. Right? And then you have a bunch of payments every month and you're not bringing anything in. Yeah. Whereas... We fortunately, you know, thank you, paid everything off and coronavirus hit and it's like, okay, well, uh, our payments are just rent. Yeah. And that's it. And you know. So, you know, we don't owe on a car, on a couple cars and blah, 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 blah. But even so, since we had paid off all of our debt within the band, we were going to pay for our merch up front. So we were going to pay for all of our t-shirts that we would take out and sell on the road, which we, I don't know, we, we pay like four fifty a shirt or something. We were going to pay all of that up front. And that, uh, if you aren't paying for that out of pocket, you might start to become like disconnected from it and not really give a shit or about how That's much merch you're ordering yep. or how far ahead of time you're, you're ordering it. But I... You know, because I, in our band, I handle ordering the merch and stuff. I was waiting until the last minute to order merch because you never know what's going to happen. We've learned that in our band because we've made a few mistakes. Like one time, I think we ordered plane tickets early yep. and we we spent $300 and like dates of a tour changed or we decided to take another tour. So we needed plane tickets for another day. We, so we've lost money over stupid things like that before. And because of that... And because we have no debt and we are like very connected to where we're spending money in the band, I wait until the last minute to order our merch. And if it was me three years ago, I would have ordered like $10,000 worth of merch way before I found out about coronavirus. Yeah. And we know bands that because we had a tour in April, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... 
We could have been slapped with a freaking, I don't know, whatever, 10 grand merch bill or I'll, whatever the dude, fuck it was. We totally could yeah. have. So, and I'll, dude, me three years ago, I was just ordering merch left and right. I didn't, oops. I like kind of had my eye on things, but I really didn't give a shit. I yeah, just I wanted know. us to have a cool merch spread. <laughs> that's all I gave, that's all I cared about. But now, because, you know, last year we started paying way more attention to our finances, I, pay a lot more attention to where we're spending money and how many things we're ordering and like what does well and all of that shit. And it's just prepared me for this whole coronavirus thing, luckily, yeah. because... Yeah. Well, is it luck, though? Is it luck, though? Uh, yeah, it be... is it luck? I guess it's it's lucky yeah. that we decided to do it when we did. I guess fortunate is what I might refer For, to it as. There we go. It's fortunate. True. It's fortunate yeah. That we came across the no-debt lifestyle, but... If you guys want to know more about that, then I don't know. Hit us up or something. We'll tell you more. Yeah, about I mean, it. it's truly been life changing. Yeah, but it's good stuff. You know, you might disagree. Most people don't want to do it. I mean, most people. I figured I found that most things that I'm that I think are good or cool, most people are like repulsed by. Them. Hmm. Like all the yeah. music I like, pretty much all of it is not like I would go through my liked songs, you know, like on Spotify. Yeah. And it's like, I can't play any of this at like a party with like normal people, you know? Yeah. So that's like out, right? Yeah. It's like, it's anything I think or I get into. It's just, you know, I'm in the no, no I'm not going to hold any debt. It's like, okay, you're a psycho, you know, you're well, crazy. It's not really the not having debt thing that people freak out about. People freak out when we start to talk about credit cards. I don't, I yeah, don't, I wouldn't even card. say we, I would say when you start to talk about not having credit cards. Although neither of us have them. Yeah, I'm just so, like, I don't even care to the point where it's, I don't even need to talk about it. Because I'm like, dude, I'm some fucking, like, loser death metal musician. Yeah, I mean. And I, like, live in a great area of the country. I Like, we have a really good life, you know? So, for me, I don't need to prove anything. My life proves it. Boom. Yeah, I think that can be said for all things, you know? Uh, sometimes I wonder that about people, like, when people like have to go out and talk about all of the things that they've accomplished. I, w yeah. I sometimes wonder how much they've actually, like if it's just, if they're trying to prove something. Like theorize all you want, but I hold the number one metal <laughs> podcast of all time. All time, baby. According to my mom <laughs> and Cheney's mom. <laughs> but that was the rant. You know, hey, I say you do what you want with your finances, but what we're trying to do is save up some money and get a sprinter for our van because and be we safe. want... And we, be safe. And, and be really safe. That's what it is. And be, be safe. safe. When coronavirus hits, when the next fucking thing hits, we don't know what it is. No, yeah. no one could have predicted this shit, Naveen. Like, you well, know, here's the thing. No you one. don't know, and I've been thinking about this a lot this week, you don't know... Hold on a second. This is, this is going to be crazy. Bombshell. You don't have control over anything. Boom. Said it. Nothing. Right. I can't, that's right. the scariest part of living. Right. The, the scariest part of living is, and that's where a lot of stress and anxiety comes from. No, no, that's where, comes from that's from where stress and, yeah. and anxiety comes from. Yeah, that's from it. the unknowing, from having the, all of life is unpredictability. That's all. No, no, it's it like, I want this to happen and it's not happening. Yeah, you have no control. Therefore, I'm now, I'm upset. I'm yeah. suffering. Or I want to be. I'm. I want to be over there. I'm here, and now I'm. I I don't have what I want. Yeah. Right. But dude, you you literally can't control the what the outcome of what you do. You know what I mean? 
Because I was thinking about no, that. No, you only can to very small degrees because there is like if you do something bad, it's probably going to have a bad outcome. That's true. If That's you true. do something That's nice, true. it's probably going to have a good outcome. That's true. So you can, I think, in a tiny way, uh, you know, like change the outcome to things or have control right. over the outcome. But look, or the, you can the big aim. picture. You can aim. You can at, aim. Yeah. Over because the big picture, though. I, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, I had I had a long day at work or whatever, and I was, like, kind of pissed. I was like, fuck, this sucks. But then I was like, <laughs> okay, why am I upset? And, and then I was thinking, like, well, what? No, it's on both of us. Oh. <laughs> okay, we're good. Uh, it's just on me. But I was thinking, okay, why am I upset? And it's because, oh, I don't have complete, con like, do you ever think about that? Like, why am I pissed off? Like, why am I upset right now? What's going on? Yeah, I think about that. If I ever get super frustrated, I start to think about that. It's like, always, it's always, I think I was maybe 100%. It's 100% because I want to control this situation and I don't have control. Oh, dude. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Right? But yeah. we don't have control. We don't have control. No. We don't. You don't even have control over your heart beating or the bodily functions that are happening within your body. So you, of course, can't control what's going to... Well, that's crazy. My hand goes straight into your mic. Into your video. camera. Yeah. So you definitely can't have control over the outcome of some complex plan that involves a bunch of people. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, all you can do is, do, is just do your... It's going to sound corny, but you're not your best, but you can just do what it is you think you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's what I think. The right. things that you love that you find happiness in. And there yeah. are some, I don't think that you're going to like up front find happiness in everything in life because a lot of things are super mundane and a lot of things, you know, when it comes to work, I, at the end of the day, who really wants to like be on someone else's dime? Who yeah. really wants to do that stuff? But you can find happiness within each of those things. Like, if there's something that I don't enjoy doing at work, then I just, like, kind of step back from it and allow myself to enjoy it. Or just say, you, you know, do, what that's else the can thing. you do? It's You're like, we here don't at have, work. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, you want to control the situation, but there is no control exactly. over it. Like, you don't. I could be driving home from work and get in a car crash and die. Exactly. I don't have control over it. So and the only thing that I can do is aim myself towards what I think is great and just be happy doing that. Yeah. That's the lit that's literally your only option. Yeah. It really is. Because you don't have control over like anything. It's so complicated when you're dealing with, let's say just for instance, you want to be in a big band or whatever, right? So being in a big band, it re it's 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 reliant on a million different people, right? This guy, that guy, the label, your band members, this, that, and the other thing. All you can do is do your part and just enjoy doing it. Yeah. That and that's literally it. Because I was also th thinking, this is going to sound depressing, but I was also thinking, you know, math mathematically speaking. I might not ever be famous. 
No, no, no. I, I actually, mathematically speaking, I won't be famous. You definitely, yeah, you won't. I won't be famous. What I'm doing now is not going to work out. It's going to fail, right? And so as, same with most people listening to me talk right now, right? Your dream is probably not going to work out. And I know that for a fact because I know that even when your so-called dream does happen, it's not what you thought it was going to be. When you get it's there. It's totally not. Okay, I, I wrote a lyric about this. I have a lyric on Dark Future, which is our album with our band. If you don't know, we're in a band. It's called Entheos. <laughs> we wrote an album. It's called Dark Future. Yeah, we kind of just run this podcast as if everybody knows who we are. <laughs> but you pro- I don't know if you do or yeah. not. Well, you but I have, I have a lyric. Every dormant dream that I have imagined is brought to life, but never as I planned. That's it, dude. It really, everything that's happened to me in my life that I've, I've dreamt of forever because I've dreamt of, I've done a lot of the stuff that I've dreamt of doing, but when you get there, it's never, no, it's not. never how you imagined it would be. Everything's <clears throat> just a little askew. It's almost like a clone yeah. of your dream. Exactly. And, and, and none of the stuff that I've dreamt of doing has ever solely brought me happiness, has ever solely brought me uh, yeah. the feeling of content I'm it's, convinc- it's a mindset I, yeah. i'm it's convinced a, yeah exactly that. it's yeah. a mindset that exists externally from the things that have happened that i've dreamt of doing yep that's really what it is because you can be in like the you can be playing in a band in europe in front of a crowd and like have a, a sold out fucking crowd and people are vibing to your music and you can still be the most depressed person on earth and just get off stage and think about how fucking horrible your set was and how much no one likes you and and just be sulking. Yeah. It's possible to do that. It does happen or a lot. Or kill yourself. Or kill people, yourself. People go to the point of what you're saying, Scott Weiland. <clears throat> yeah. Many others. Yeah. They're in these positions where you would think, wow, that's just it, I, you know. And they're I actually think themselves. Scott Weiland didn't yeah, kill himself. No, he did. Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. And Scott Weiland, though. I mean, he's a drug think, addict. Come on. That's yeah, pretty much the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that is. I'm not trying to... Slowly killing yourself. Yeah, that's horrible. I'm <coughs> saying you're in a situation where most people would envy that, but to you, it's just not how, you, how, you, how, you, how it worked out. And it's never going to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's probably not going to work out. And if it does work out for any of us, it's going to work out in some way that we is not ideal. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, that's okay. And scientifically speaking, we don't know why we're here or what we are, or what this existence is. But all we can do, right, for me personally, what's helped me is you just aim for what you think is what you're supposed to do here and just do that. And you kind of, to a certain extent, have to be along for the ride. But you, that's, that's the thing that I've been thinking about lately. It's, you are along for the ride. You don't have an option. Damn. You know, there's no option to not be <coughs> along for the ride or to uh, say, no, no, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm totally in control. You know, I got this. It's, it's all my doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, though. Right. It's totally not. It's not. You're a product of nature. And there's nothing else you can do about it. That's it. What, what I mean, prove me wrong, dude. Fucking hell. I can't. 
<laughs> that was a really good rant that we All just right. went on. <laughs> but anyway, so tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I know that there are so a lot. Anyway, that there was are, actually there are, there are a lot of yeah. feelings surrounding Thanksgiving, and you know what? I totally agree. Like it's fucked up. But what I do like about this day is that we get together with oh, the other day, family the other and day, we get to hang out. Oh, Jenny, I'm just really like, excited. No, you were like, you know, I just love Thanksgiving. It's all about like just smoking weed and <laughs> hanging out with you. I was like, I don't think it's about smoking weed. <laughs> I know. I was like, Thanksgiving is my favorite. Well, first of all, I've been on a Thanksgiving is my fr- favorite holiday <laughs> kick. Because you don't have to give presents to people, and it's all about smoking weed and just eating food. Okay, so let's talk about that food. Let's talk about the food. All right, so <laughs> Chan and I don't eat meat. So what we, we've we come across, so it's, oh, what are you guys going to eat for Thanksgiving, right? Naveen, Je- what are you this guys is Jeopardy. Uh Alex, rest in peace. I'll so, think, what are you guys going to eat we've for been, Thanksgiving we've done, for We've done tofurkey. We've done, you know, you name it. Okay, but, you can, for those of you who do eat meat, if you don't know sh- shit about not eating meat, then you can go to the grocery store. They have these these tofurkey roasts that are usually made out of what? Soy and... It, it's gl- wheat gluten. It's wheat like gluten. a lot of veggie meats made out yeah, of that. Yeah, wheat gluten. It's got gluten. a bad name this, these days. These days wheat gluten, gluten seitan... Satan, I prefer. Satan, so, and, and they'll have like, they'll be in the frozen section, they'll have stuffing <clears> in them, you throw them in the oven, you, you're done. And yeah. they're okay, they kind of taste a little rubbery. They're a little I bouncy. There's some really good veggie meat, but I don't think they've nailed down the Thanksgiving Okay, roast. but we've come to realize this, you don't even need veggie meat. Because we've come the earth it. provides you with this amazing oyster mushrooms. So this is what we're going to have right here, look at this. <clears throat> Dang, that looks crazy. So we got, I've came across this YouTube channel. Let me see here. I can actually put this I in Get a close-up. It honestly looks, once you start yeah, cooking so it, for those it of looks you like who, octopus. There we go. Boom. Look at that. Look I like to that. call it chicken of the forest. I think a lot of people well, actually that. call That's it that. That's insane. So these are oyster mushrooms. And um, fortunately, we live in Santa Cruz and... There's a lot of hippie markets that have <clears throat> specialty. I don't think that's just a Santa Cruz thing anymore. I know, but to be able to get these, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you can get them in bulk. I like don't this. know if they're this seasonal incredible. or I don't know anything anyway, about vegetables. So I found this YouTube channel, Wicked Food, and they make these insane dishes with the oyster mushrooms. But what they do is you put it in your iron skillet. Which to be to, we knew about oyster mushrooms before yeah. we saw this. We've eaten them before, but we didn't know this is how you made them. This method of cooking them, yeah, is like just next level. So you put it in um, your iron skillet. This is what we're gonna do for Thanksgiving. We did we did it the other night, but what happened was we didn't realize how it it, it becomes a lot smaller once you cook it down. Yeah. So we had like, I don't know, two bites of mushrooms a piece. I mean, it was really good. In true steak fashion. Yeah. So this time we went ahead and got like over a, uh, a little over a pound. Which these puppies are a little expensive. Yeah. It's I 10 mean, bucks a pound. But I mean, I don't know, whatever. It's yeah. a, a, a festive thing. I wish that we could have people like, 
I like cooking for people. I think that you and I are pretty good cooks. Like, let's be real. We're pretty good at cooking. I wish that we could have like a dinner party. I think we we should. Maybe a Copper Crab podcast dinner. Dinner You guys are all invited. We have thought about that, though, because this is something that, what band were you talking about? Used to do this. Shelter. So Shelter, they used to cook like they're vegetarian or vegan, whatever. They used to cook vegetarian meals for everyone who would come to their shows like on their bus they would just take their bus around the country and do that that. so bad i would love to do that that's my dream is it doesn't have to be in a bus we could like bust out a grill outside and just have a bunch of like just free people who are into our band come in and you know we'll cook up vegetarian food that's just uh, some oyster mushrooms or whatever i don't know that's my dream for us to roll through town and do that yeah and we're doing it you know it's not yeah. like some. No, we'd be the ones. We're back there. Hey, food. we got yeah. food for everybody. It's fucking a great time. It's a party. Uh, so, I came across this channel. Um, it's like a vegan food channel, Wicked Food. But the way that they do these is they take this amazing mushroom. Look! Look at this thing. Oyster mushrooms again is what they're called. Right, and you you put it down like this in the pan. And fry it, and it starts to soften up. And then you take on the top, you put another pan or a pot or something, and you press it down. And then what happens is it kind of compounds. And I really recommend everybody go check out this channel because it's like, I don't really watch food channels very much. I mean, I like cooking and I like food and stuff, but for some reason, these guys just got it. It's like the a total food that I want to eat. I That's love it. food channel. The food channel. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching their videos. Those like are my crazy two favorite right. channels. Uh, the Food Network, like <laughs> Chopped and stuff, and uh, like the Murder Channel. So here's True what it looks like. They 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 take here's Annie. what it is. They take it and they fry it down, and you press it on your grill, and it's just it's so good. It's got this like, I mean, it's like meat. It's so meaty. No, it does taste like meat. For any people who are skeptical, who are meat eaters, this is the first thing I'd cook for you because it's really got like... Yeah, and Cheney doesn't like the veggie meat stuff. Really. Yeah, I'm not really into veggie meat. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I'm not really into it. So I, I love finding shit like this. And oyster mushrooms, I think, are the closest... One of the closest, if not the closest thing to, to meat that I've tasted. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. People like to make Seriously, them into like so chicken breasts as well. That's a yeah. big thing too. So when you press it down like that, it becomes like this um, steak type. Yeah. And all, all I did was put, you know, you can put some oil uh, and salt and pepper. That's it. You know what I've been craving lately? And you just lately? press it down. But anyway, you can watch these guys' channel. They'll tell you how to do it you exactly. You really should. You know what I've been craving la- lately? Do you remember at Heavy Montreal, the vegan truck had those beet? The carrot hot dogs. Carrot hot dogs. Dude, I've been craving those so badly. (laughs) I was making fun of that. I know. it's That's like when you want to make fun of like a vegetarian, they have a fucking carrot on a hot dog bun. But it was so good though. Naveen and I went to the fucking worst raw vegan restaurant in L... Where was it? It was in Venice. It was in yeah. Venice, and this was embarrassing. Like, we went there because I think that your mom had found it on Yelp because your mom yeah. eats, like, su- she's a super strict eater. Yeah. And she found this place on Yelp at, because a bunch of celebrities had gone there, apparently. We went Allegedly. to this place. We went to this fucking place. There was one guy working there, okay? Poor bastard. I mean, honestly, I feel bad for this guy. I don't feel bad for him if he was the owner. You if, don't feel if bad If he for him. owns that place, Either I, f- way, then, I feel bad for him. 
I know. I feel bad for people, especially at restaurants yeah. who work there. <laughs> I have a soft spot for people. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I don't know why. <clears throat> but, okay, so we went there and we ordered, like, I think we ordered a hot dog. It was labeled on the menu as a hot dog. And no, it was a taco, I think. Okay, a taco. And he yeah. came out and the taco was a piece of lettuce Obviously. with like carrot Naturally. shreds in it, like three carrot shreds and like a few shreds of beet and like cashew crumbles. Yeah. My mom that, started like laughing at one point. No, yeah. It was so bad. We were all, it yeah. was horrible. It was just silly. You know what's the best but, restaurant I mean, though? Whatever. We go to Cafe Gratitude, downtown Santa Cruz. Yeah. That place rules. Yeah, they, and they they actually make a f- deep fried mushroom dish. Yeah, which is their best. Yeah. thing. It's incredible. I've been on this this oyster mushroom thing for a minute though, but it's yeah. just so expensive. So you know how we were talking about how Naveen doesn't want, like spending money. So I've been telling him about oyster mushrooms for like how long, babe? Two months. I've been like, we need to months, get on dude. this oyster mushroom yeah. train. Okay. And you've been like, but they're so expensive. They're so expensive. I don't want to get any. But I mean, if you think about it, like steak is more than 10 bucks. How a much pound. is steak? So, I mean, how whatever. much is hamburger? Hamburger is probably like four, know, dollars three or four a bucks pound. a pound. Chicken, I think, is the cheapest, right? Chicken's way cheap. Yeah. But what but are you getting? Frozen chicken? I mean, if you got that's frozen just, that, oyster that mushrooms. That honestly, to me, is kind of disturbing. I'm not going to lie. It's disturbing. I'm not trying to go on like a, a vegetarian, veggie rant. But oh, God. Propaganda. We should have like though? a propaganda Isn't button. it disturbing that a living being killed is less than a mushroom? I mean, that's crazy. I mean, mushrooms yeah. are living beings, too. <clears throat> uh, don't get me wrong. To yeah, eat, no to, one's claiming so, over here that yeah. we're not killing. Yeah, you have to kill stuff to live. That's <laughs> yeah. that's the, the the nature of it. But I mean, it seems like a bird is like so much Worth more, more than something that just grows on a tree or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's just that that's the free market, I guess. It's interesting. It is what it is. Because, well, yeah. you have to and wonder. I'm not going to claim superiority. Well, I mean, here's, my, a, here's my actually the weird thing, though, is that I wonder, well, where are oyster mushrooms harvested? I would like to look that up. Can you give me That's the. True. I think you can make them in a Home Depot bucket. You know what? I think we should start doing that. But, you know, you drive <laughs> through the, the middle of the country or even Southern California, and it's just like there are a ton of cows. But I'm wondering, is the number of oyster mushrooms really. Uh, higher than or lower than the number of cows because it doesn't seem like even though there are a lot of cows it doesn't seem like there are that many okay hold on cheney <coughs> hold on dude look at this this looks look at that we need a tv oh, you can't we see need it. a tv Sorry. so that i can see what's okay going well on. i'll just explain we've been you. talking For about you that you and people who can't see they're growing oyster mushrooms in what basically looks like a chicken coop like ah like a horrifying rose of mushrooms growing up. That's what they're doing for the factory oyster mushroom farming. <laughs> totally. So totally. how many oyster mushrooms are harvested per year? It looks compared to crazy. How many it looks like the Matrix, dude. This is fucking compa- insanity. Compared to, compared to how many uh, chickens are Whoa! harvested? What do you mean? What, well, how, like repeat, how many how Sorry. many oyster mushrooms are harvested per year? Compared to how many chickens are harvested? Oh, there's billions of chickens harvested. Yeah, but a year. how I want 
actual statistics. All right, let me look that up. But I mean, we're talking, <laughs> dude. Because uh, I'm chickens, just, uh, I'm, not I'm, just to to I'm just trying to get like a, a a price point, like why the price point is what it is. It's because it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's subsidized by the government to. Like there's incentives to to grow harvest chickens. Yeah, but are oyster mushrooms because oyster mushrooms are fairly expensive even compared to other vegetables? Are they like hard to grow? Where are we harvesting them? It's probably that? just. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but it's. I would. Well, say yeah, that's why you're the guy with the computer. I know, but I. You don't. Uh, it's going to gonna take me like fucking an hour to get the answer to what you're saying because your here I'll internet connection is slow. No, because I'm stupid. Uh, Oyster mushrooms are go- grown from mycelium. How to grow mushrooms? I don't know. I mean, I, I, what you're looking for is like the no. Just look, inner up, look up. Look up how many oyster mushrooms are harvested per year. Okay. Harvest. We need a real producer. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> so stupid. that we can have someone really looking up. Information. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, I mean, this this is a kind of a, a esoteric question. No, it's not. How many oyster mushrooms are harvested so per year? Most oyster mushroom growers. Sorry, let me fix this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, like sixty. It takes sixty days to make a an oyster okay. mushroom they get 25 pounds per square foot that seems pretty good to me okay so how many do they get of chickens per square for foot? example a yield from 500 square foot grow room would be 1200 pounds okay what is it for chickens okay let's see now with the chickens okay chicken per square foot yield Man, I've been inside of a a pig barn. It actually brings me back. It, like, so I went inside of a pig barn because I used to my old band practiced hold on, hold a, on a, on a I, pig I, farm. I, I gotta cut you off. They were really horrified of humans. Dude, Chain, that's the most like Iowan thing that you have ever done. <laughs> my old band. Yeah. So well, I'm here's another you. Iowan. Okay, so I used to practice on a pig farm. Because my the drummer of my band, Joe, the band that I was in in Iowa, was yeah. called From Citizen to Soldier, which is the band I was in when we met. We opened for a show for animals. But anyway, so we practiced on a pig farm, and I went into a pig barn, and I saw the pigs just be fucking horrified of humans. Okay, check this out. Here we go. Uh, like, dude... Rule of thumb is about two to three square feet per chicken. Wow. So that's okay. actually fascinating to so me that you're going to get 1,200 pounds of mushrooms for one square foot yeah. per 60 days. Mm-hmm. Compared to, I believe, you uh, to harvest a chicken, it's three weeks. So oh, that's like really? two chickens. Okay, so that's turnover. Well, chickens have more protein and they make more money. Yeah, but that's like there's more food to be grown with the cr- the fucking oyster mushrooms. Yeah, I mean oyster mushrooms don't offer as. I mean, everybody's what, what all the, into science these days. I don't know days. what the nutrients that's are. Science, I don't know what to say. 
Well, my fucking I don't think that that's the thought. Chicken has has more nutrients to offer than mushrooms, which have mushrooms are fairly high in carbs. Let's look up the nutrient density of mushrooms. It's the most boring episode <laughs> of all time. It's pretty fascinating. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to try to talk anyone into doing anything, but... But let's talk about it. But you do have to wonder, like, what is actually better for you or your body? Like, eating... It depends on the kind of chicken you eat. Like, are you buying a bunch of frozen chicken? Are you buying a bunch of fresh chicken? Do you know where your chicken comes from? Or your beef or whatever comes from? Which it's much better for you if you do than than if you're fucking with factory farming. But yeah, it, it, if you only replace like two meals a week with a more plant based meal, can't be bad for you. What is? If you replace two two meals a week with a plant based meal. All right. So if you ate eight, eight ounces of oyster mushrooms, you got. 7 grams protein, 14 wow. grams of carbs, 5 grams of fiber. Wow. So you can minus that from the carbs. If you're a fake keto. Yeah. Keto dieter. So it's That's pretty, good. pretty goddamn pretty good. good. Pretty good. And honestly, if it's coming from veggies, really? Yeah. You know, are you going to be like, "Oh, it's hard. Like, are people fat cuz they ate too much broccoli and mushrooms?" It's never happened. It's never <laughs> happened. I know. That has never happened. Unless the broccoli was deep fat fried and the mushrooms were like, in which is gravy. really, really fucking good. Oh, by dude, the way. fuck What's mushrooms the, uh, deep fat fried though. What's it called? Uh, tempura. 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 Yeah. All right. So, but anyway, you know anyway, that was our boring episode about. We're an hour <laughs> in. Should we mushrooms? do questions? Yeah, or, let's I mean, do a couple of questions. Okay, I'm gonna read this first one. It's from. On, Joe. I gotta take a whiz. Well, that gives me plenty of kombucha. time. That gives me plenty of time. Okay. All right. So this first question is from Joe. What's up, Joe? It says, hello, Chaney and Naveen. I'm Joe, and I've been a fan of your guys' band and former bands, in the case of Naveen, for quite a while. I've been listening to your... Joe, you mean you haven't heard of my band from... (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of weeks now, starting from the first one, and I haven't quite made it halfway yet, so if you read this out in one of the podcasts, I won't know for a few weeks, which is kind of exciting. I want to say thanks to you guys for A, doing the podcast and being so good at it. Well, thanks, man. I don't know if we're good at it, but we try. (laughs) After our 20-minute vegetarian rant. Uh, it's been inspirational and motivating to hear you guys talk about your beginnings and the circumstances that have led you to where you guys are now and B for being such a fucking kick-ass band and musicians. I'd like to tell you guys a bit of how your music has helped me through some tough times. Back at the end of 2017, I was going through the hardest, most heartbreaking breakup I've ever experienced. Dude, that shit is real. Yeah, breaking up is hard. So a friend of mine in a group convo called Tech Death Fanboys mentioned he had heard the newest Entheos album, Dark Future, and it was sick. I'd never heard of your band before, but I went and checked it out. It blew my fucking mind. And through the raw power of your music, I started finding the strength to get back on track about my physical and mental health. Wow, that's amazing. That's That's really amazing. I was in Mexico at the time, and I remember walking down the beach to the beach every morning and playing the album as I stretched and watched some massive waves. For me, anyways, we're talking 
maybe 10 to 12 foot waves and getting pumped up and then hitting the surf. Damn. Awesome. It was amazing to have, <laughs> to have songs like white noise or pulse of a new era stuck in my head while battling these monster waves and writing a few of them, which seemed like a good analogy for my life at the time. I came back home to Canada and kept listening to dark future every fucking day, pretty much on repeat for all of 2018. There wasn't much else that I could consider half as interesting. It would pump me up at the gym on my long drives. So anyways, I just wanted to share that and thank you again for unknowingly helping me get through some rough times. Now I can look back at that shit and be like, fuck, that was rough, but that was awesome. Before we answer your questions, Joe, I just want to say that's the type of shit that I'm going to think of if I'm ever feeling down about being in a band. You know what I mean? If I ever start to feel down about anything or if I'm ever like looking for encouragement. So thank you for inspiring me. Yeah, there's people out there that. that uh, and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. You just you do what you think you're supposed to do. And then apparently people connect to it. Yeah. I, I, I hope that happens, but it's no guarantee that's going to happen. And if it does happen, that's great. Yeah. You so that's, that's that's great. That's 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 better than anything that else could ha- that could happen. It really is. So thank you, man. That means a lot to me. Um, <clears throat> I have a few questions slash comments for you guys. Cheney, I remember you seeing, or I remember seeing you at the merch table when you guys opened for Rivers of Nile in Vancouver at the Rickshaw Theater. Fuck yeah, man. That was my first time ever playing Rickshaw, and that was really fun. I was starstruck, and I was so happy that you guys played the full length of one of my favorite fucking albums. I'm not afraid to say that there were tears rolling during a few songs in that set. <laughs> That's amazing. That's wow. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. You just like uh, brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, that tear. <laughs> it didn't roll down, but. I've cried during shows a bunch of times. <laughs> no big deal to me. I have too, yeah. Wh- what shows did you cry at? Air, I cried at. Oh, yeah. When I saw them on stage, I was like. Starstruck. I wasn't even starstruck. It was just a culmination of so many memories and so many years of my life that I'd been listening to that band. And it just like, I, I just best, couldn't man. believe I was watching music I loved that much played live. I agree, man. I agree. So, cha- uh, oh, you have the questions, Naveen. Sorry. Okay, so my question is, have, it's for Cheney, have you ever taken vocal training? How did you uh, develop your screaming technique? And have you ever hurt yourself from singing or screaming? Okay, I have never taken a lesson, but I have learned things from friends of mine throughout my life. Like I, you know, we've toured with a lot of vocalists. I've learned things from a few people that we've toured with. I, the way that I started screaming, I used to emulate, and I still do this. I like try to do what I hear other people doing, and I form voices off of that because I really like in screaming. Like, so when I was when I first started doing, well, it wasn't even when I first started doing vocals. It was like when I was eighteen, nineteen. There was this thing happening in like deathcore, if you will, where th- it was really popular to have. Yeah, shit, this sounds like, well, that's not even, (laughs) it was really popular to have two vocalists, right? Yeah, that's horrible. Despised Icon had two vocalists, they were one of my favorite bands, Uh, I still love that band. Um, 
I always wanted, when people were looking for two vocalists, I joined a band. We were talking about them earlier from Citizen to Soldier. They initially had two vocalists. So it was a huge goal of mine to be able to emulate two different vocalists. I wanted to fit a lot of vocal styles into my own voice so no one could ever be like, that makes sense. Man. we need two vocalists. Because even back then I was like, this shit is not going to be cool. In five years from now. I mean, Having two vocalists? Yeah, yeah. Now I think there are a few bands who do it well. Like Sixth has two vocalists. It's great. Uh, but but back then I was like, I want to be so able to. There's only so much space in the van. There's know, only so much space, down, dude. dude. So I was trying to be able to do all the voices. And like uh, it made me start paying attention to what every single person was doing. And I wanted to do what they did. I liked the ghost inside a lot, especially the album Returners. I fucking tried to copy that stuff all the time. I think we, I, little, I think we have a little clip of it. There we go. I loved Despised Icon. I was trying to copy that shit. I loved Bleeding Through. I was trying to copy that. Yeah, uh, there there was this one song called Disconnect Tie by Norma Jean. I was trying to copy that. So that's always been Dang, a thing for me. down to like the song I, fucking title. I mean, that specific song by norma jean i think it like made it de it determined i don't know if determined is the word but it made me it like developed my the the type of music i like a lot Damn. i love that song but dude that's been my thing always i just want to copy what other singers and other screamers are doing or not copy it Okay, that's not been my thing that I want to copy people, but it's been my thing that like I look at what I like that those vocalists are doing and I try to emulate that and then bring it into my own style. That's exactly what I would say about myself. Uh, and and yeah. I would even be worse than you. I would say all I've ever tried to do is copy the people that I think are cool. That's it. <laughs> Straight yeah, up. But it's people go, oh, you're, you're so original. You got your own sound and stuff. It's like, I guess. I mean, you might think that, but to yeah. me, I'm just literally trying to copy somebody else and I just couldn't figure out how to do it. Yeah. So this is what came so out. So I'm doing it crappily. You know, that, yeah, exactly. That's how <laughs> like a it. bunch of songs came out like from Animosity and like Flesh Rot days. It's yeah. like, I was li literally just like trying to figure out some other band's riff and I just couldn't do it because I like, ha I have a terrible sense of figuring out other people's shit. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just write my own riff. That's we still like kind literally of how that. it happened. We still kind of do that with Entheos. And even this morning, I was learning, like, what I do with with guitar specifically is that I go and learn other people's tabs. And then I just fuck around with what they're playing a little bit and, like, alter it a bunch. And then that becomes something that I write. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Cheney, you're coming up, dude. The solo album. Solo album, baby. Cheney Crab solo album. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. And I... Isn't that like what can be said for personalities? Like you have to wonder, did I, am I this person or am I just a culmination of all of the influences that I have? Yeah. Agreed. Cause that is all I can remember doing my entire life is like being into a vocalist and saying, I kind of want to sound like that. And then bringing it into my own style. Yeah. That's me too. Or I don't even know. I don't even know if I was, I don't even think I'm smart enough to have that much of like a foresight. Yeah. This is like, I'm just going to copy this guy because yeah. I love him so much. Every that was like Tim Alexander. Or, yeah. You know, That's why your snare sounds like it does to this day. You're keeping the crack going. Like literally heard Primus, heard that crack snare just all super cranked. Yeah. It's like, 
doing that for the rest of my life. I have to say, we just heard <laughs> we just heard a mix, a new mix of a song we're about yeah. to put out, and I'm like, gonna, you want me to play a little bit? Can I play a little bit? <laughs> no. Why don't I have to play a little bit? Sure, play a little bit. Play a little bit. So nobody's listening. Yeah, no one's listening to this shit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just play a tiny bit. Don't play the whole song. But we we were listening to this mix of a song that we're about to put out and like that snare man. Oh man! Because Zach sent us a Zach sent us a first mix where the snare was not cracking like that. And I was I wasn't feeling it as much. Zach, we need that crack. Yeah, like for real. Need that crack. So Uh, what's the next question? So the next question is, how has making the podcast affected your personal relationship with each other? Ooh. Oh. Um, I would say it's not affected it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that too because, see, when you, Naveen and I have toured together for so long. And we live yeah. together. We hang out together all the time. I know that, you know, we're a couple, so it might seem like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to me, honestly, not much of a difference. We we do the podcast all the time. Yeah, like it's just not being casted. <laughs> it's true. We yeah. like talk about this. Or sometimes shit it'll all be like, "Fuck, that would have been a really good podcast." Honestly, I know? think about we. I think that we talk about way cooler stuff when, like, not on the podcast. We've probably had a million better podcasts. Yeah. So, like, it's it. It happens a lot right after we've had coffee. If we're yeah, well, at we our driving kitchen around, table or driving around or driving around, and we're like, "Fuck, like that would have been such a good podcast." Yeah. So I guess that's how it's changed our relationship is that now we say, fuck, that would have been a good podcast. Exactly. (laughs) But other than that, I mean, man, once we like, I don't even know that starting a band together was um, made our personal relationship that much different because we had already like talked about music with each other. Yeah. Yeah. But what we did have to learn to do when we started a band with each other was like work with each other on a business level. Which And me being a total dick when we're recording vocals. Yeah. So us recording that. us recording vocals has gotten a lot better over time. But I think it's from both of us. I think <laughs> it's we It's been bad, dude. We, I used to be a jerk. I'd be like I don't know. I don't even know why. I used to be such a jerk. I like, think that you used to be a jerk when you would record anyone <clears> though. Yeah. Sure. You've you've eased up a lot over time because people have been like, dude, you're being like kind of a jerk while you're recording. That's true. I'm not the mo- I'm not the best guy to record with. That's why. Well, I, yeah. don't know. I don't know. About it. I don't know. I think you can be. You can definitely be good to record with. But so really, nothing has changed with the podcast because this is how we talk all the time. But with a band, <clears> we <throat> had to learn. Now I think we're we've gotten really good at it and we're almost six years into our band i think that we've become really good at learning how to work with each other how to track with each other what each other's nuances are on a musical level because that's a lot different than a personal relationship is being in a work relationship but the band has i don't know because we toured together before the band was together like I did merch for animals on a tour and I'd been on That's tour true. with you for a That's week yeah. and I had toured on my own. So like we knew, we both yeah. knew how to tour, 
but yeah, and we, I mean, we've also like when you moved out to LA, it's like, I don't know. We've had a, just a different type of relationship. We really know, we've, have. We've actually been around each other for like a lot of the yeah. time where it, I guess some other people might've, if you, if two people are working full time, they're not really around each other that, like that much. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, we've been around each other like full time. Or if you yeah. were on tour, or if one of us was on tour all the time, we wouldn't be around each other as exactly. much. You know, it's so. big. That's a weird thing. That should be a question, honestly, is like, how do you deal with not being on tour with each other? Because that's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. That is hard. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like learning to work with each other because, you know, we deal with each other on a personal basis and we make business decisions together. Like we make decisions about who we should work with and things like that. So it's just been. And what to do with the number one podcast. And what to do with the, the number world. one fucking metal so. podcast in the world. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I don't and know. Up here. You know? And financial things. I don't know. One one thing that has worked for us in our relationship is that we're both kind of on the same page about a lot of stuff. That's true. Before we started a band together, we were we like the same type of music. Like some stuff that each of us likes, the other person doesn't really like as much, but we can both deal with yeah, what the other person listens common. to. There's enough in common. We have a lot in common, so it's easier for us to get along and and do that type of stuff. Totally. The podcast, I don't know. This is a fucking walk in the park. It's a walk. It's just chilling, dude. Yeah. It's chilling. The, the hardest thing about the podcast in our personal relationship is doing it <laughs> every week. Yeah. Sometimes we, we're like, oh, God, we have to do the podcast. The, the, yeah, the hardest thing about the personal relationship is not watching Netflix. Damn. That's right. We got motherfucking pick. new material, dude. That's right. Oh, shit. Now it's not just talking about it, Cheney. We really actually are showing people what's up. Damn. All right. Let's cut it out. We're going to show the whole song. Oh, dude, that's right. That's right. Because you know what? I get tired of doing the podcast every fucking week, and we're always talking about how we're going to do this and that. There it is. That's what we're working with. Yeah, so we are working on this shit. There is fucking shit going on. And we're working on an album as well. We're tracking our album That's like the appetizer. Yeah. We got like fucking a half, uh, I don't know, what what is it, hour of fucking music going on here? Yeah, we have a lot of shit. So, you (laughs) know. Trust me, dude. I had to pro- I had to play that just for the proof. Dude, cross that off on the bingo. It's on the bingo. Oh, that we're working on stuff. Hold on, let me go All find right. the bingo. Let me go find the bingo. All right, so we're going to ask the other questions by Gabriel. I'm getting hungry. I got to be yeah, honest. Is I'm that really, how we really, end every really podcast? So yes. Gabriel asked, I just finally finished The Sopranos for the first time. How do you feel about the series ending and what do you think happened? Was Tony killed or still alive? Don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But fucking Tony. All that I care about is that Joey Diaz is in the, the new Saints of New Jersey or whatever the fuck. That's that? what it's called. It's Actually, the pre- I, yeah, I prequel to I guess Sopranos. I do care. It was a I good show. I think the whole family was killed. Boom. Damn. And I think fuck them after they killed 
Uh, spoiler alert. After they killed Adriana, fuck them. I know. It was kind of brutal to do. After with that. that, man, the whole last season, I was just like, this is like when Joffrey was off raping everyone in Game of Thrones and like <laughs> killing them. You know? Yeah. I just couldn't. There was a point in couldn't Game of deal. Thrones where I was like, dude. Just couldn't deal. I get it, but like, do we need to like fuck everyone up and like kill them <laughs> while they're having sex? Yeah, seriously. Hello, party's here. <laughs> <laughs> they're f- <laughs> All right. What famous oh. person slash musician have you met that made you feel starstruck? Naveen. Uh, Morgan Agron. Anthony Green. Yeah, see, when I went, I like went on tour with Circus Survive with animals, and I didn't, I never even heard of, of Circus Survive, you know. So yeah. I wasn't, I was like, that I was checked t- it that out. That was ten years ago, no yeah. man. I checked it out like before the. Uh, I remember being like, okay, animals is going. This is what a, an aloof person I am. I, it was like, oh, animals is going on tour with this band, Circus Survive. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to check that out. And I remember I have a distinct memory of checking out Circus Survive and being like, wow, we're going on tour with like a rock band. That's kind of weird. And that, and that, that was it. And that was literally it. And I remember Tosin being like, oh, you met the drummer. And I, I totally Steve remember. Clifford. I totally remember uh, meeting Steve in Austin. But for me personally, also what episode is Steve's episode? For me personally, Circa Check has been out. one of my favorite bands since I was probably sixteen years old. Damn. So you were on the Blue Sky Noise tour. Eve. Uh, I don't know. Circa is one of those bands for me that like every album is my favorite. Yeah, dude, they're so so good. Yeah, they put me? out amazing material, amazing. and actually, Naveen and I st- haven't stopped talking. We haven't gone a day without talking to each other since one of the days that you were on that Circus Survive tour, which was exactly 10 years ago. Today? Like a week ago. Because it was through November. Yeah. Fuck. I'm the worst, like, guy. Like, like internet guy. (laughs) (laughs) Producer. Yeah. What episode number is fucking Steve, dude? Shit. I saw you guys on the Blue Sky Noise tour. It was the... Second time I had seen Animals as Leaders. You were on the Blue Sky Noise Tour, and you were opening the show. And I was like, it was in Kansas City. My friend Lucas, who we talked about on the last episode, and Eddie and I drove down and caught the show. I remember that. That night was the first night I met Anthony Green. But the second time I met him, I was really starstruck. On the bus. Uh, I think that you and I were like doing a really flirtatious thing where we were trying to see who, or I was doing like a flirtatious thing because I thought this was flirtatious where we were trying, I was trying to drink as much Jameson as you would drink. Yeah, but I was on tour. You didn't know about touring people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, That this was before Chain and I were together. This is yeah. from the vault here. This and is how we fell in love because when I, I was, tried to keep up with it. when I was courting Chaney. <laughs> I remember you... Got us into the show on the guest list, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's so cool!" Yeah, no, that was great. So I remember hot. that. Actually, it had been. Um, I met you the February before that. Yeah. So that was like ten months that we hadn't seen each other. Right. 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 So and I had like flying, I was trying works. to push my way to the front 
during animals set and like I like had to bash someone with my hand out of the way like punch him in the punch him a little bit that's right I was like that's my man <laughs> get the fuck out of my way I'm trying to see my man play the drums yeah that's tight dude thank you <sighs> I wish we could go I honestly man it's taken me a while but I'm to the point now where I want to go play a show. I was just going to say that just this week Let I started getting fucking show. Dude. Just this week That'd I started reminiscing so over like sick. being in a venue. I haven't smelled the fucking smell of a venue in 10 months. Or you know what else I missed, dude? Flying J. Damn. Steve is episode 31, by the way. Steve Clifford, Circus yeah. Survive. One of the best bands on the planet. Yeah. So IMO. And he was on the best podcast on the planet, too. He was on the best Number one podcast for underground musicians on the planet. That's right. Why, right. Aren't, why aren't we number one, though? I mean, we're number one as far as I'm concerned, you're concerned. My, my mom, mom, your mom. Your mom. So that's four people, straight up. My mom, your mom. So. I'm sure that someone has messaged us and said that we're number one in their heart. And that makes sense. <laughs> so. I mean, sometimes you just want to chill and listen to a podcast about, you know. About nothing with, about a, with a guy who is very slow at searching things on the internet. That's true. If we weren't shooting this podcast with our phones, I would search on my phone and I'd find the answer probably 30 times faster. Yeah, because than I'm on the spot, dude. It's hard to do it on the spot. Like uh, Johnny on the spot. Naveen, not, to, not spot. to put you on the spot again, but being from Santa Cruz, were you involved with the 831 scene? Oh, this is Such as question, bands like, like Mariah. Is it called Mariah? Moria. Oh, damn. I guess he was involved. Oh! I guess he was. Arsonist, get all the girls. Shout out, Garen. <clears throat> yeah. Sean. Jason. Shows at the 418, or were you more involved with SF Bay Area, and did you take buses to get up there when you were younger? What Dude, did you do in a band? Tell us all that's, about your that's youth. A really, I like that a lot. So I was... I don't know how involved I was with the scene here, <laughs> but... What does that mean? You didn't go to shows. I one went time, to shows. Of one course. time when I was a kid, I got called out for not going to sh as many shows as I should be. That's, going what, to. that's what I'm talking about, dude. Let's bring that back. That's what you know I'm what talking I mean? about. Bring too. that back. If dude. you don't go to two local like, shows a week, here? you're a fucking yeah. poser. What the fuck? You're here just for the big shows? Yeah. No, get the fuck out get of here. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Yeah. No, here's the thing. I did not <laughs> just go to the big shows. I never have been someone who did that. I would go to the shows, but a lot of the time I was playing them yeah. if I was there. No, dude, I remember being... I got called out for not going to more shows that I wasn't playing when I was 18, and then I started going to shows. I was like, fuck this. I'm not a poser. I remember fucking me and my boy Nick. Here's the thing. I was on so many local shows that I was going to like two shows a week if I was playing, and then and then I got called out for playing too many shows in the local <clears> scene <throat> too close together, and then I stopped playing. <laughs> That's how you learn. That's how you learned back in my day. Damn. Someone would call your ass out for playing two local shows. But that's how I met Naveen, is that my band opened a Despised Icon show two days before an Animals as Leaders show. Well, it was, it was a Veil of Maya show. You're damn straight. That's what's up, man, though. Back in my day, you would get called out in the local scene. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever get called out, Naveen? Uh, no. You better believe it. <laughs> what I the fuck? Well, dude, me and my boy, episode 25, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking distinctly remember he was a... You never got called out? You're not going to call me out, dude. <laughs> okay. Right, dude. I got That's called out happen. two times. Right, dude. Fuck that, Naveen. For what? I'm calling you out right now. 
I don't for think... being sick. I used to go to every <laughs> fucking show, dude. It's dude, just Santa I went Cruz. To so many shows. I went to so many shows, but I got <sighs> called out. Yeah, not poor enough. <laughs> no, no one. It happened no to one me twice. tested me, dude. No. It happened. To All, me twice. I was also like, you know what's weird is the thing is, I was actually the youngest person going to shows for for most of my how old were you career. Let's see, probably from like 14. I was 13 when I was going to shows and someone called me out. Damn. And didn't That's call crazy. you out. Yeah, That's no. bullshit. That's because I showed up. I didn't fucking, I wasn't <laughs> at home like a poser. No, like here's what happened. I showed up all the time when I was like 13, 14, 15, 16. I guess then I, got, then I got a boyfriend. Scene, dude. Oh. Then I got a shit. boyfriend. Yeah. And I. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that. Dude, this the scene was strict. The Des Moines, Des Moines had, scene Des Moines was had strict. a more strict scene they than Santa Cruz. They would call you, the but fuck to be out. fair, I would go to every fucking show. Like, I dude, like, I don't think you period. went to every show. But I remember, dude. I'm saying, my boy, me and my boy Nick, episode twenty five. Um, <laughs> Gautier. Nick Gautier, my man of Astral Butcher. That's right. Call him this, out. Call him as it is. The sticker right here. We're working together tomorrow. It's my man. Damn, you're gonna see him tomorrow. I, I remember us being kids. Wait, you're going to see him tomorrow? Yeah. Give him a high five. I will. I remember <laughs> us being kids and him being like, dude, you know, I, I just can't get down with $8 shows. Like dude. eight bucks was like, it, it, it was like That's, insanity. That is was, a national touring band. Yeah. It $8. was like, $5 is the show. <laughs> I remember him being like, dude, I just can't go to $8 shows straight up. <laughs> it's just, it's like, I can't do that. Yeah. And I remember me and him totally just really because you know we didn't have a fucking job or whatever, you know. Yeah. We're getting like You're like 10 mom, bucks mom can I have ten bucks yeah. so that I can spend five bucks on the show and two bucks on pizza and, exactly. and like the other three is spending money, bubblegum or whatever. Well no, we fucking probably took the bus over there. Fun you know, dip. I don't even know how we got to the show. Like Fun the dip. The last how, bus was at eleven. Here's what I've so. been wondering. How can parents afford that? I don't I'm know. not trying to give a kid ten dollars. No. Dude, it's like, uh, ten, it's uh, like I'll give him a tenner. Yeah, but how many times a week are you asking it's me for ten dollars? Yeah, like every Jesus, not budget friendly. <clears throat> no, giving a teenager twenty to thirty dollars. I was talking to week. somebody at work, and they were like, "Oh, there's no budget when you have a kid. It's just <laughs> all your money goes to the kid. That's it." Well, and I, I like, also <laughs> I would want to spoil. Like I've noticed with this cat, I really like spoiling the cat. I just bought the cat a mat. I'm looking for a cat bed and a cat tree. I'm sure she loves that. Okay, anyway, let's get back <laughs> cat, to the real question. Nip. It was about me in growing up in Santa Cruz. Which so, you, it seems like you didn't. Because I always I ask no, you where all kinds of things are in Santa Cruz and you never know where they're I at. know where everything is in Santa no, Cruz. You don't. I know Santa Cruz like the back of my head. I've been <laughs> to every street here, straight up. Dude, no, you haven't. I've oh, I have you, so been to I've every taken street. To, I've taken you to a few things in Santa Cruz. Dude, I remember the other day when we were, you were like, oh, well, where are we now? And I was like, that's where my friend, I named his full name. And I said, oh, that's where my friend, I <laughs> won't I name his like, name. I was like, I do not fucking believe you and i texted and you said, chase you said i'm gonna text chase and see where this guy lived yeah and i was like i texted chase and he was like oh yeah it's on whatever avenue that was and i was yeah. like there there you go i know everywhere in this fucking town <laughs> i thought you were just making it up no i know you know what we should do is tours of santa cruz no i'm serious i'm serious dude we have a whole thing going it's <clears> like if you no, ever I'm gonna launch that if you right ever want to come here and stay 
Copper Crab Airbnb. Okay, we'll, so you we'll stay cook you here. breakfast. You stay and oh, lunch. We'll gonna, cook you breakfast and lunch second. and dinner. Okay, let's launch the service right now. Here's what it is. <laughs> launch. We're launch launching it. the service right it's now. It's launched. You come to Santa Cruz, okay? You stay in Cocobola, however many nights you want. Oh, fuck. Really? You stay in Cocobola. Damn. I'm going. It's 100 bucks a night. Okay, we're charging people. It's a hundred bucks a night. Of course, okay. it's not free. <laughs> okay, it's a hundred bucks a night. If you pay a hundred bucks a night, you can also use our bathroom. No, no, no. yeah, you can stay in Cocobola, but you get unlimited access to the house. <laughs> okay, you stay in Coco to oh. the house to the whole house. No, yeah. I'm just thinking they just only we're gonna put arrows down the hallway and they just only walk into the bathroom. I'm talking about if you yeah. let Shiva outside, you're kicked out. Okay, so hold on a second. It's a hundred bucks a night. I don't, the pricing, Fire. I'm just thinking of real quick off the top of my head. Hundred bucks a night. You get to you fly to Santa Cruz. You stay in Shaney. We should actually do this, dude. Seriously, this is a fucking great idea. Hundred bucks a night. You stay in Cocobolo. You get to come in the house during the day, or if you have to use the bathroom at night, no problem. And you can, we're going to chill. We're going to go in the studio. You're going to, you can play my drums, do whatever you want. Then we're going to take you to Zachary's. It's a breakfast spot here. It's the best one. And, uh, we're going to take you around to the cliffs, which is our favorite spot to go. I'm going to probably find a picture of the cliffs here real quick, but we're going to go to the cliffs. It's going to be great. We're going to chill, listen to records, and you get all that for 100 bucks a day. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. That's what I think. It's super weird not having, like, a sidekick to kind of expand on what I'm saying. Why am I the sidekick? You were just trying to say before the podcast okay, that so you Jay, were the host and I'm the sidekick. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it is. You're the sidekick. <laughs> Well, I'm not the sidekick. <laughs> Will you grab me the pen? This podcast is just going to go forever because we're drinking hard kombucha. Also, hard kombucha, now my favorite drink. Dude, like, end of story. Cheney, agree? Dude, agree? it tastes like, you know what it tastes like? Kombucha. Amazing, the best. Kombucha mixed with IPA. It's so good. It's I love so, it so fucking much. good. It's making me happy. It's making me happy. All right, so I saw you hold just... Hold on a second. Hold did on. you give away our address as well? No, I didn't, but they're going <laughs> to get it because, look, I, I'm, this is a real service. And somebody out there, like, I'm not joking. I know you think I'm joking, but I'm not. I want people... What? Put the camera on you. I want people to actually take me up on this offer. <laughs> it's $100 a night. You get to stay in Coco Bolo. We'll cook you food. Oh, my God. You can hang with us, no problem. Honestly, it's a value. It's valued at way more than a hundred. Oh, it's price. I mean, this, is, this is priced at like nine ninety five. We have a nice backyard. So yeah, you can chill. You can hang out with Shiva, our cat. Yeah, we also live one mile away from a beach with cliffs. You know, <laughs> we do. beautiful stuff going we do. on. We'll go on a walk with you, and we'll talk the whole time. We will talk your ear off. I think someone's gonna do it. We can, I think we can watch a movie together too. We can watch I think Netflix. someone's gonna do it. Cheney, what do you think? You think someone's gonna do it? Shiva. You think someone's gonna do it? 
Let's just do the longest podcast we've ever There's had. something special about our cat, which is that she likes to be baby. held. This poor baby. I just feel so She bad likes to be it. held way more than any cat I've ever met. I know. I just feel so sorry for her. Dude, I do too. I feel so sorry for her. To the point that we had your mom come over and watch her. The first night, honestly, okay, this is going to sound really <coughs> scary. Maybe I should stop paying attention to true murder things. But I was like, she was so drugged out. And I was like, I can't believe that people will drug out animals like this and then then slice them open. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not down with that. I, I, I've been recently like. Have you ever seen that? Netflix documentary "Don't Mess with Cats." Don't don't oh, fuck yeah. with cats. We watched it. We watched it. <laughs> oh. yeah, I was there. <laughs> I don't think you were there. No, I was. T- I don't I was think totally you there. saw the first episode though, which is in the first episode. Spoiler alert: he he puts some cats in a bag and he suffocates them, and it's like the worst thing that I've ever seen on television. Yeah, I'm not down with that. See, I'm more... Hold on a second. We got the Starstruck thing going on right here. Look at this. Hold on, I'm going to show this off. Who is it? Boom! Naveen Copperweiss and Morgan Agron. That's right. Dude, is that... Uh, was that at NAMM? Uh-huh. Isn't it kind of crazy that NAMM is being canceled this year? I was just thinking about that. Look at me. I look all puffy. You can't see me, Cheney, but it was Naveen... There's a picture... Okay, there's a picture Coffee of me and you and Alex Rudinger and Frederick Thordendahl. I'm going to go get it right now. Please don't. I don't go want any. Oh, God. I'm going to go get it. Oh, I was trying to find a clip. I was not looking my best in that. Okay, I, I, hold on, hold on, I had not hold experienced on. the glow up yet. Okay. I want to show one of our. One of our look at That's this. That's how long right Naveen here. and I have been together. Hold on. This is $100. $100 a night. At our house? Yeah, and look, you can go to this beach right here don't you think we're worth like 150 i'm showing a picture of sunny cove 100 bucks babe you're giving away our address 100 bucks sunny cove we don't live near sunny cove which one's sunny cove oh the one that we took maggie to yeah this is a picture of you and maggie at sunny cove (laughs) we're gonna keep this podcast it's gonna be about five hours long i don't even care fuck it i don't even think it's very long we're 1.5 1.5 we're just going through my Instagram. At this point. <laughs> We're just looking at Naveen's Instagram. Okay, we have another. So Naveen, actually, I don't think you've ever. I don't think you've ever talked about being involved in the Santa Cruz scene. No, I want to get back to this question here. So wasn't like someone that we know in Maria. Maria. Oh, Moria. Moria wasn't someone that we know in that band. Yeah. Who? Uh, I don't know if you know them. Oh, <laughs> fuck. But anyway, yeah, that was, was a, Derek, that was a, was Derek Ridquist not yeah, in that so, band? That's what I'm saying. You can't really mention Derek Ridquist, Chase Frazier. Derek Ridquist is Demon Carcass from yeah. The Faceless. He was in a band called The Taste of Blood with Chase Frazier. That's right, and that was a Santa Cruz band for sure. Chase put him on the map, dude. Chase put him on the map. Chase put him on the map. Yeah, yeah. Chase is about us. That's how he got. And that's kind of how he met Keen and everybody. Is that how you, know? you met Chase? Wait, no, you no. knew Chase way before that. I've Sorry. known Chase since I was twelve. So you and Chase are like, except for you and like the Hari Krishna people, like you and Chase are the ones who go back the farthest. Aside from the Hari Krishnas, he's my f- longest known friend. He's my longest known friend that I met on my own because the Hari Krishna people I've met through my parents. Right. 
So, and I mean, Chase still comes over to our house like every week. Yeah, and we he comes over. Chase is my oldest. He comes over to family birthdays and holidays and shit. So, so hold on a second. Four one eight. Yes, I played there. That's right. It was an old venue here in Santa Cruz. Really? Where was it at? It was um, you know, the chocolate place. Yeah, Mackenzie's. No. Uh, we went there one time, like on a fun. Oh, downtown, date. downtown, yeah. yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna grab the baby. And uh, so Shara and Jared live. What was the name of that venue? That was like the decrepit house, right? Yeah, dude. There's actually a lot of death metal history in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz should be a little more on the map for this shit because decrepit birth is from here. Yep. An intimate existence, mm-hmm. animosity is like. Kind of from here. Animosity I mean, is from dude, the We were kind of from here. We had me, my brother, Chase. Le- didn't Leo go to college here? Leo went to college here. So, Santa Cruz. Uh, en- Entheos is from here. Inanimate Existence. Continuum. Uh, r- Son of Aurelius. That's right. Fuck. Uh, is Parasitic Ejaculation from here? I don't know. That's a... I don't know. Never heard that, man. I don't know. That's a rough name to get through. <laughs> This so, poor animal. Wait, parasitic ejaculation, doing. I don't think it's from here. I don't it's know. torture that we're putting into. But there are a lot of fucking death metal <clears> bands <throat> from here, man. A lot. Death metal runs. And if you go out in public, like, you're going to see someone in a death metal I, it's shirt. It's kind of crazy. Like, Yesterday we were at Target. There was a guy in a fucking Iron Reagan shirt. And but They're a thrash <clears> cro- crossover yeah. band. Dude, we went on tour with them, though, so. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I did do 418. Um, and also Arsonists. Garen is our boy. We kn- we're homies with a lot of people from Arsonists. We've seen them live here. Also, before 418, see, this guy must be young because he doesn't mention the Vets Hall basement. Gabriel, are you from Santa Cruz? Like, no, do he you must want, be Do you want to hang out? Because he doesn't remember <laughs> um, the Vets Hall basement. He doesn't remember the Teen Center. Vets Hall just reopened. You don't even know about the teen center. Dude, I played my first show ever in a teen center. Dude, in, the teen in, center? In Newton, Iowa. The teen center was, um, you know, Saturn Cafe? Yeah. Okay. So it was right next door to that. Wow. Isn't that awesome? They had yeah. fucking shows right there. Hell yeah, it is. And That's actually my dream. I wish that you and I could open like a show spot. Fuck, we should do that. I think we should do that. I always wanted to do it in uh, Knight's Corner. Knight's Corner would be a great place. Okay, so Jesse, you know my friend, saying? my friend Jesse, who's disabled, he's got his own podcast. He showed me a video of it of a show at a venue. Do you remember the place that I was telling you? Which it was like a venue that was in on the over by Burger, maybe. I can't remember Burger the name on the of left it. Side or? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about I, I haven't been there, but I know what you're talking about. What's what's the name of the venue? Middle Mid East. Middle Mi- East. Middle East. Yeah, Middle East. There you it High seems like there, there used to be a ton of smaller venues in Santa Cruz. And I would love to like own a venue that doubled as some kind of cafe or something. That's well, actually that's be, a dream of mine. What would be awesome is <laughs> if like you didn't really need the money. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, it's, this is just some cool thing. No, I would love to do that. Yeah, when I'm like fifty. If I have like some $100,000 laying around and I'm like, what could I do? Because these people, so we used to live across the street from this gas station called, well, it wasn't gas. 
Okay, it was a convenience store. Knight's Corner. Called Knight's Corner. And these ladies had basically invested like a bunch of money. I think they got an inheritance and they invested a bunch uh, of money in Knight's Corner. That must be what happened. That must be And then we walked. Naveen and I, literally, we lived across the street. So we tried to walk into Knight's Corner and like do some shopping. And when you walked into the shelves, the shelves were like half not good. filled. It was not good. It was just so fucked up. And it was like this, it was one of the saddest things I've ever yeah, seen. Well, one day we went in there and they were straight up crying. They were crying. So we knew yeah. something bad was going we on. We knew it was bad. But now it's like. Uh, now it's a wine a spot. wine spot. I was always thinking that'd be a sick venue. Because it, it's like on the corner and. There's not really, they're kind of his neighbors, but not really. Not really. You know. And actually, I actually, when it was, so after Knight's Corner, like, went under, I called, because it had, like, a realtor sign on it. Mm -hmm. I actually called the realtor. And I was like, hey, can I make a video in your building? I want to make, like, a drum video. Really? Yeah. And they were like, I think they were going to let me do it. Yeah. But I just never followed up with it. Whoa. But yeah, Gabriel, so you, um, hold on, there's some good stuff here that we can get to. Yeah. Bands like Moria, Arsonists. So we know people in Arsonists. Yeah. And we know people in a and lot of bands from around yeah. here. So I was involved, I don't know, I'm more of like a. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to involve myself in this question. But <laughs> I know a lot of people from. A, I know a lot of people who are in bands from around here now, but I like the, I don't know. Where I'm, going I'm not with really this. like, I'm not really the type of guy who's like the main, the exponent of the scene. You know what I mean? You're yeah. Not, you're, you're not, not like, gonna be like, dude, like yeah, we're going to my house after the, the party. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I was there for a lot of stuff, but there's a video of, of you of and your brother. The What's the video? I don't know what you're talking about. That video that you and Nick Gautier and your brother, it was a hardcore oh, band from the shit, Vets Hall dude. basement. Yeah. Speaking of videos where you were young and spinning around in, Gabriel has another need, question. We're going to need, hold on a second. I'm not done with this <laughs> okay. question. We're going to need to like make a clip of that and put it on top of crap. Yeah, we should. Yeah, there's we're a video going of me to, and my brother and Nick Gautier, episode 25. And we're... Dude, we're so young. We should probably get your brother. What band on is it? It's like Adamantium or some. It was Adamantium. Was it? Yeah. Adamantium is fucking sick. They if were you guys sick. like metallic hardcore from the early '90s or late '90s, I guess. Well, then you should listen to Martyr AD. But Martyr, it's but just like second Martyr. of all, you should listen to Adamantium. I fucking okay. If you want to talk about one of my favorite bands, Martyr AD to this day. Yeah. Listen to On Earth as it is in Hell. I mean, Speaking of on. an old school dude who was on, who's in that video, it's Manuel. Oh, yeah. He had on like super big bell bottoms, right? <laughs> dude, baggy yeah. jeans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, legit. I learned about a lot of your friends who are in the scene through that. Yeah, we should have adamantium. Yeah, so you were like kind of in the scene, I think. But I here's totally the th here's the, the thing scene. about you. But I was so young. I'm telling you, dude. It was like here's the thing about I you. was the youngest. Like you wouldn't have ever thought I was cool because I was like 12. Well, Sean was younger than you. Okay, I was like 14. Sean was literally 12. Yeah. So it's like, did people know you guys were brothers? No, no. They just thought we were friends, like best friends. Because we don't really look alike. <laughs> like best friends. Let me see if I can pull up a picture of Sean. You don't look alike. Well, you look like your mom and Sean looks exactly like your oh. dad. Oh. 
Yeah, she was doing that shit to me last week. So, and you were laughing at Hold me. Hold on a second, dude. Oh my god, I'm looking through my Instagram right now. Look at what I just came across. What? Snape's pizza, dude. Get some. What? Bill Oberender, dude. What's up with him? I'm just looking at Snape's pizza. You know, we should get Bill Oberender on an episode. Oh my god, look at this. I cat. just thought about She's... hitting him up. She's taking out her hatred. Dude, already. I'm gonna get Billy on an episode like next Sunday. What do you think? Hold on, look at this cat. She's freaking out. Dude, she was climbing up my back last week. Oh my gosh, she's got her arm through her fucking comb. This keeps happening to us. See, this is why I'm saying that it feels like the closest to being parents. She was having like pain the first couple of days, and we had to wake up with her and wake up early and. I don't think it feels like being parents. I feel like it's the closest that we could possibly get. I just feel so bad for her. But she also really likes to to be cuddled. Like, she wants us to hold her. Yeah, like, I think if she didn't, wasn't in the state she's in now, she wouldn't be right here right now. She'd be doing something else. So, I I know a lot of people hate thanksgiving and everything but i am actually looking forward this is coming out on wednesday so i am actually looking forward to tomorrow this year more than ever i feel we've been home the whole year i feel like maybe i'm nesting because we've been home the whole year you know what i mean (laughs) you know how people nest when they're pregnant Uh, i'm not pregnant but i feel like i might be like nesting and like because i have this cat and cat maybe are you feeling more excited for the holidays than normal no, not normal, All right. normal excited. All right. I'm just feeling so, like a little excited for the holidays. I did go. But um, but I like spending time with family. I agree. I just, it's family. fun, you know. We're going to cook up these mushrooms. As you go through life, who is I'll it that through. you hang out with the most? It's your family. Dude, I love, the, I love my family. Okay, so listen, Cheney. Yeah. So I was s- involved, I guess, in the 831 <laughs> scene. And then I might see the thing that people don't realize is my dad lived in Berkeley. And he Most lived. Most people don't know where Berkeley is. You know, where our, you know where our number one listener count is? Where? Italy. Really? They have no fucking idea what Berkeley is. Why? Because they like think you're Italian? I think it's because they see me and they're like, she's Italian. <laughs> they're like, she's got Sicilian blood in her. Which I do. If they saw me and said that, they'd be right. But I mean, Poor baby. that's only by blood. <laughs> that's the only way. So, uh, let's see. okay, my dad lived in Berkeley. Maybe it's because they saw your big nose and they think you're Italian. Yeah. He's Polish, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Jenny, listen to me. God damn it. <laughs> my dad lived in Berkeley. Where is and that? And that's... If you're talking about hardcore local scene type stuff, you're talking about Gilman. Is Gilman closed? It's closed, right? I don't know. I think it closed. I don't know. Which is like insane. I've never been. Like we're talking about a lot of big bands that you love started there. AFI. Dude, Green Day. Green Day. Green fucking day. Okay, there's a video. I think Jerry Guzman took it. Dude, we should get him on the show. Dude, that would be I've never sick. even met the guy, but I would love to have that guy on the show because he's taken pictures of every fucking show that came through Gilman since, like, there's a video 
up oh. on YouTube, and I think it's of Green Day in like '93, and it's from Jerry Guzman. They were a small band. They hadn't even put out. They hadn't put out Dookie. Yeah, I mean, here, let me see if I can. Find let it. alone when September ends. This is him, by the way. Oh, you can't see the screen, dude. When our cat walks, she walks with a bobble with that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if you guys want to get a feel for what Gilman was like back in the day, go to Jerry Guzman Photography. The shit is amazing because I I remember him from back in the day. It's like. We gotta get Jerry. Guzman he was like on the, the only photographer. Really? Yeah. Because because back in the You're day, like you couldn't right take phone pictures. I know it's really hard for everyone to imagine, but you couldn't take pictures of yourself with a phone. Wait. Yeah, there was no. Well, you phones. couldn't do that. So no you couldn't take se- like selfies weren't really a thing, but there were you couldn't take pictures of other people with a phone. Jerry Guzman has like some very historical pictures he's got a ton of pictures of animosity like tons i think your dad might have some of them but he's got pictures no he doesn't like My dad has someone else. i'm actually emailing him right now it's pretty crazy jerry guzman yeah are you asking him to be on the show i said yo man would you ever be interested in doing our podcast sick but anyway so what happened was I'm going to tell you guys what happened right now. Yeah. My dad. Uh, so I was into punk, metal, hardcore, you name it. And in Santa Cruz, right? There's a small scene. This is before what this guy's talking about, though. 418. 418. See, I'm I'm just a little older than this this guy. I can tell. Because Vets Hall Basement was where we used to go. And right, I'm 35. This guy's probably 25. You think if he was legit and not a poser, he would be asking. He's not a poser. Him. It's just he's probably not. He's not 35. He's probably 25. Yeah. So, um, how old are you, Gabe? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's maybe 30. You know, because five years I'm, makes. I'm difference. guessing that he's 29. Yeah, 29. Whatever. Anyway, we went to hardcore metal shows at um, Vets Hall Basement, and. What happened was my dad actually ran a vegetarian meat company. Veggie Deli. Veggie Deli, dude. Okay. And they made these great, they made actually their best product, in my opinion, was the mayonnaise. They made fucking this vegan mayonnaise that was like so good. It was ahead of the time. Chipotle. They had Chipotle mayonnaise. Which I want to throw out there. And when I was like 12, so I was like fucking 23 years ago. I want to throw out there that Veginase. I love mayonnaise, okay? Yeah. I fucking love mayonnaise. Veginase is better than mayonnaise. Yeah, okay. You would have loved... Is it called veganaise? No, gourmet. Or is it called veganaise? Dude, we don't gourmet, know. Dude. dude, gourmet. Gourmet. That's what dude. I'm saying. Gourmet like, was so good. How good would our lives be right now if we were getting gourmet for free? By the case. We would be it's talking right. about gourmet. it on the podcast all the time. Okay, so and they, they made millions gourmet. Of they, made, um, they made these sausages. They had... They had uh, it tastes ex- <laughs> It just tastes like any other veggie meat to be real at this point. Like there's a million ones that taste like it, but in particular, oh, I see. If you want to taste exactly what it tastes like, you should get the um sweet earth benevolent bacon. That's exactly what it tasted like. Really? Yeah. So they did that for a while and a guy 
there was actually a guy who worked there. I don't know how he got wind of it, but he was a hardcore guy. And he was in a hardcore band. And dude, he was he was he's older than me. He's probably like 10, 15 years older than me. Yeah. And so uh, that's like that's who that's who did it straight up. Do you think that's where like vegan hardcore started? Totally. 100%. Okay. So he was he, like a he was vegan like hardcore Hari Krishna like oh, you name yeah. it dude, Definitely. late 90s, yeah. bring it. And straight he worked, edge, straight edge. Yeah, you yeah, name it. And he sure. worked for my dad. And Sean and I used to work there, like on the summer or the weekend or whatever. Caused mischief. And his name is Don. And he was, Sean is your brother. Yeah, and he's in this band called Second Coming, right? And they were like a big hardcore band in the Bay Area. So he started taking us. He took me to my first show at Gilman. Okay. Right. Yeah. And honestly, that. Okay, you want to hear something crazy? Well, that's that all. Fucking, sorry. Fucking, yeah, go ahead. I'll go ahead. lay something on you right now. That first show, right? He's like, all right, I'm going to take you guys to this. They played. And dude, Leo from Animosity, his older brother was in a band, a hardcore band. And they, Nate, Nate Miller was in a band? Yeah, he was in a hardcore band. What was it called? Inner Struggle. And they played the show. And Leo was there. And he was like the only guy in the pit. And Sean and I were like hella making fun of him. Because we were like, dude, this band like brought their little boy to like set it off. You know, and we were like hella making fun of him, dude. <laughs> Which, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, to get into hardcore and metal, everyone has like a big brother figure, right? Oh, you, be- you better believe it. Dude. How else the fuck are you going to get into Yeah. Everyone has, like, someone who guides them into metal. Like, you start to get into metal. For me, for instance, I got into, like, Slipknot and System of a Down and that type of shit. Not, not the same. But the No, same. no. But I'm saying, but then <laughs> I had, like, then I had a person who was, like, you need to get into, like, yeah, real yeah, yeah. real metal. Yeah, you yeah, need to 100%. go see a hardcore show. Okay? Yeah, you like this shit? Let's go through but the But after door. you do that, you're just, like, I have been, I'm, like, privileged. Like, this is how I felt. I yeah. was, like. I am privileged to the coolest thing on earth. Nobody yeah. knows about it except for me and about 15 other people. And like, that's it. You know what I love right? to do? I loved metal when I was still in high school. So I, and my parents bought me a nice car. So I had like a Volkswagen Beetle for a couple of months. That's kind and of funny. I, had I had a, a Jetta. Car. I had the shitty oh, so 87 Jetta. It was, it was meant step. to me. Mine was like find a four years old only. I'll find a picture of that real quick. And it was bright yellow and I cried when I got it because of the color <laughs> that it was. But uh Wow. But I used to like to blast metal. Oh dude. And drive through school and be like, I'm fucking cool, dude. I love oh, blasting this shit. Dude, I was like Fuck you guys, I'm blasting fucking metal. Like Kitty. I think I'll spit. Yeah, no. That's what I was no blasting. Thanks, dude, I'll pass. Yeah. Uh, how, so, Naveen, what was the first metal? I was, I was really into System of a Down. System of a Down got me into heavier stuff, and then I was like into. There it is. That's my first car, y'all. Jetta. Yeah. What about mine? Gold, nineteen eighty-seven Jetta. Yours was gold. Yeah, and my mom got it. Let me it. see it. Let me see it. Turn my it mom around. got it for seven hundred bucks. Dude. Your mom is a. Because you know. Amy's deals. All right, show my yellow Volkswagen from two thousand and. Three. Ah! 2003 Volkswagen? Oh, which is it? 
There was a bug, right? Or a beetle? Volkswagen beetle. Uh, it just looks like a beetle to me. Evan's but, wife has this car. No, she did. I think she did. I don't Is think she has it anymore. No, hell no. You know what's funny? Me and uh, my friends thought the Volkswagen Beetle was like hella cool when it came out. I we thought like, it was really cool sick. too, but I didn't want a yellow one. Was it in 2003? That would have been when you were 16, right? Maybe it was like an 01. Also, we're drinking... Hard kombucha for anybody. So what I'm saying basically is is that I got a really nice car for my 16th birthday because I, my parents bought it when I was 15 and I would like go out and clean it and stuff. And I was just waiting for my 16th birthday. Oh, you got it before you could even drive. Yeah. Damn. So I was just cleaning it out and like sick. It had a six disc CD changer in it. Dude, you want to hear what I did with mine? Dude, want to hear what I did with But then hold on. I totaled it. So I went out <laughs> I went out to Jordan wow. Creek Plaza, right? Jordan Creek Plaza is a mall in Des Moines. For Christmas, I was getting Christmas presents. My birthday is September 30th, so like a month and a half later. I was out 2 months later. Yeah, I was out okay. driving it to the mall. And I was driving and I slid and I went through a stop sign, a red light, and I slid over some black ice. I don't know if that's true. I don't know uh, if I can't remember like if that's true or something fun I made yourself, up. Quote unquote. So I went through black eyes. <laughs> so <laughs> I hit the brakes as hard as I could and I veered off to the right side and I went over like a curb that was really tall. I think it was like a foot tall. Uh, it was just taller than a normal curb and like kind of squared. Oh and it peeled back the aluminum under the bottom of the car. Jesus. And I totaled it. And then I drove an Aspire, like a fucking turquoise green Aspire. Yeah, you're down and straight. a ca- Cavalier. Your okay, parents so should have got you the $750 my grandpa, fucking Jetta. So like my grandpa me. gave me a like 89 Cavalier that I was driving around that was like a piece of tin, basically. And I was driving it down a road near my parents' house at 40 miles an hour. And the back windshield flew out behind me. And it wow. just shattered along the highway behind me. Wait, why did it fly out? Because my grandpa hadn't glued it in. <laughs> That's a typical Jerry Crab thing. That's awesome. Rest in peace, Gramps. I know. I should wear, be wearing my Jerry Crab shirt. That time. was just some... Sh- because I had given him my Aspire, and he, like, cut off his thumb and had to go to the hospital. I, I don't know. It's a whole drama with my grandpa. He was, like, a sprint car driver. Yeah. My grandfather is a champion sprint car driver. One, legend. Yeah. Iowa legend. My grandfather is an Iowa know. legend sprint car driver at the Knoxville Raceway. Everyone knows who he is, okay? My best friend's parents, I met my best friend when I was like 15. Yeah. His parents were very involved in the racing scene, and they were like, your grandpa is Jerry Crab? What? <laughs> like, he's a f- he is a fucking celebrity <laughs> legend in Iowa. But anyway, he couldn't, he's obviously not legendary enough to like glue his, his rear view window in, his, his rear window in for his granddaughter. No, I'm sure he's he 17. He I'm sure he knew what he was doing. But back to the question <laughs> that we got to about an hour ago. Um, I did go to 418. Animosity played there a couple times. I've I, never I, been was, there. 
That was sort of after my time, though. Because like I said, I was really After your young. time? I was Did someone else join young. Animosity after you? No, no, no. Not Animosity. I'm talking about just like for the scene, if you will. Like, yeah. When 418 came out, I might have already like moved to San Francisco. Because how old were you when you moved to San Francisco? 20. So that's 15 years ago. And you moved there how many years into being in an Animosity? Okay, so I was 20. So I'd already been in Animosity for a few years. Really? Yeah. So where did you guys practice? Like, did so Dude, did the whole band like story. live close enough together? This is such a great story. Did you guys get to practice a lot? No, this story is like, you cannot make this shit up. Dude, this is fucking amazing. Okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Tell me. my dad, so he worked for Vegadilly, right? Before that, he worked, I don't even know what they did, but he worked in an office in San Francisco above this lighting company. Oh, oh my God. It gets so crazy. It's just, this story is like the odds of it. If there's any like odds type people out there, like the odds of this, you cannot, you cannot believe the odds of this. Seriously. So my dad is working. It's called EcoCore, right? It's some like fucking, I don't know what they did. I, I have no idea. This was before Vegadelli. Oh, okay. okay. He's working in an office. They're doing some sort of like, I don't know, eco-friendly stuff, whatever that is. It's right catty corner to Leo's dad's office. But you didn't know Leo. No. Yeah. Know. Okay. Leo Miller from Animosity. Yeah, Leo Miller's fucking dad's office is right there. Okay. My, I'm, I'm talking about like, you go up the stairs... Leo's dad's office is here. My dad's office is here. Had they ever talked to each other? No, yeah, they knew each other. Wow. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. Wow. Leo's dad. I, mean, I'm, I won't say his name just because whatever. Anyway, their offices are right next to each other. Okay, Sean and I used to go to this building and play around when we were fucking kids. Okay? Yeah. My dad and I are at this park in Berkeley, right? And he's like, oh, oh, my, my, uh, a guy who, who works right next to me is, is here and he's got his kid here, right? It's Leo. Wow. He's like, oh, you guys should meet, right? I'm like, oh, how's it going? My name's Naveen. He's like all punked out with like a mohawk, right? So I'm like, this guy sucks. He's a poser. You know, fuck this guy. Because I was like all into hardcore and stuff, metal at that point. But Leo was too, but he just looked punk. So I was prejudging him, right? Mm hmm. So then I see him like a year later or whatever at shows, and that's how we met up and did animosity. But dude, we used to fucking so Leo's dad, Leo's mom. After the people that my the the building that this was in, it was a big top floor, bit like a office space, right? The people that my dad worked for, they had a printing company. That took up basically the whole top floor. They moved out. And when they moved out, Leo's mom moved in. Okay. People might not know Leo's mom is like an incredible artist. Yeah. And, and she, she did. Yeah. She did the art for Flesh Rot. Yeah. Or she did art and I used it. For she Flesh also Rot. did. You have a drum kit that was like super. That's right. That's done by her. Okay. So get this. Right. She moves in. She has like an art studio up in there. Right? 
animosity forms, we start practicing that. Wow. Okay. So we're practicing in this building that my dad and Leo's dad used to work in. Or Leo's dad still works there. I think he still works there to this day, right? So you're saying, okay, Naveen, not that big of a deal, kind of crazy. Check this out, right? You want to hear the plot twist? So my sister moves to New Jersey, right? Starts dating a guy. They move back to the Bay Area. Motherfucking guy gets a job at the same building. Wow. He's an electrician. He gets a job underneath, right? He works for the guy. I mean, you can't make this shit up, dude. It's it's insane, right? He gets a job working for the company electrician underneath that space. So we're tied to this space by like, I don't know, three times. Yeah. There you have it. It's I wonder, fucking crazy, I wonder this dude. about a lot of things because I say this so many times. And that's like the guy's I've said this so many times in my life. You can't make this shit up. You can't Could, make it up, dude. Can a movie yeah, be as good up. as life? No, I don't so think reality so. Reality is stranger than fiction. Reality is so stranger much than stranger than fiction. than fiction. It really is, and man. we don't know what it is. I don't even know what's going to happen it. tomorrow. Of course you don't know. The next we day. We don't know. Nobody knows. All right, Naveen, we have one more question. All right. All right, so hold on a second. Let me finish this question. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? So anyway, I met up with Leo. I started meeting all the Bay Area people after Dawn, like I said, about an hour ago, took me to shows. At Gilman, Don Don is that guy's name? Yeah, you know what? And his I've, wife I've known. I've known this story for so many years, and I've never known that guy's name. Yeah, his wife or ex-wife. You may have met Malati. Dude, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, she was. His well, wife. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Malati is who babysat the the twins. That's right. I knew Malati. Right. I met Malati yeah, yeah. like when we started so dating. She moved here from Venezuela. Yeah. And like, I think yeah. right when she got here, she started babies, like, ner- I don't know, helping out with my brother and sister. Yeah. I don't, I guess they met through that somehow, him, her, and Malati, but that, they're not together anymore, I don't, I don't think. That's crazy. They moved to Portland. Oh, that's where they moved. I think she still lives there. God, that's, life that is, crazy? life is fucking it's crazy, insanity. man. Insanity. All right, we have this last question so from I Gabriel. Started, hold on, let me wrap this up. Jesus, so this I, is a long one, I, but I like I it. I started going up to shows. She got it off. She got her cone off. Yeah, good for her, dude. Our like. cat, it's been since Tuesday. Right now we're recording this on Sunday. Four days. Yeah. She hasn't gotten her cone off, and she just now got it off. Good for her, dude. She deserves it. Good for her. Thank She'll be fine. I'm so happy that she got anyway, it off. Uh, so that's... And then I started going to like even more cutty venues like Burnt Roman. I wish you could have gone to these venues. Have you been to Gilman? No. I've only been to Slim's Is one Gilman time. Closed? I've Let's been to Slim's one up. time. I've played. Slim's though was like the I mainstream. I played DNA like... Lounge. And okay, I played DNA Lounge once and then we saw, uh, we played there with Black Dahlia, but we saw Evan open for. When he was in the faceless, we saw him open for uh, Dillinger there with Royal Thunder, who fucking rule, dude. You know, Naveen, something about our podcast is we haven't been like mentioning music that we're into lately. And I just want to shout out the like. Okay, Gilman's not, it's temporarily closed. So for the winter, I'm listening to Marissa Nadler. Tight. All right, keep going. So, yeah, I started going to. 
with Dawn. <laughs> Second coming. Yeah. Dude, our cat's just like shows. I went well. to like all these weird hardcore shows back in the back in the day. This is like twenty years ago, by by the way, or more than that. Because we just we just realized today that you're kind of old. Yeah, like weird. if if you were as old as my mom. Okay, if you were my mom, then I would be fifteen. I'm not doing so bad though. Thirty five. Look at I mean, look at me. I got not too much gray hair. I think you're hot as fuck. I'm a little wrinkly, baby. You're a, you're a babe. Don't worry. Anyway, that's how it started for me, man. And I was always the youngest guy. And it was like, it was honestly, it was like a contest. Like me and my brother and Leah, we were the youngest guys there. What was it a contest? I just remember being like, oh, look at this other young guy over here. You were in a contest with Leah? No, I I wasn't in a contest. It Was Was it to see who was the hottest? No, it was like. Or the coolest? I remember this one time specifically. The best guitar player? I remember this one time specifically. The best drummer? Well, no, obviously not. Obviously you won that i remember you, this one you time think that, you're a better drummer than your brother i i remember this one time <laughs> that they were like look at this other fucking little kid over here like they kind of pointed me out like all the cool guys you know like in the hardcore and scene. you were like and i was like oh shit and they were like look it's like a, it's like leo but like a more hardcore version damn because like i was just dressed like i am now like they I'm, thought you were a cooler version of leo no like a more hardcore what was leo he was punk. Dude. Oh, he's more punk. Yeah, he was punk. He likes punk music. He used to love punk. Dude. You know, I've never really been punk into rocker. punk music. I was like into like Epitaph Records type punk, but that's not what we're talking about. What here. punk? I don't know what that is. Pop punk. I one you know, like one genre. One genre I've never been able to get into is pop punk. Yeah, I liked some pop punk. Unless is is newfound glory, some... dude. No newfound. All right, glory. I like that one song. You know, I've liked some pop punk. I think that punk, uh, no. I just think there are bands from each genre. I'm just All right, let's wrap this up. So right. the he says also... Oh, shit. She's going in on it. All right, so Gabriel also says, in the music video for The Black Page, when you woke up, was that your real room and were all those homies my figures? No, they weren't. They That was actually Leo's room, and those were his homies. So that's where we're at with that. Where was the rest of that video shot on? It was shot on Bernal Hill at Leo's house and his parents' house. And you did a fucking spin in that that I've been trying to get you to do since. Well, hey, we'll check you guys out next (laughs) week, baby. Have a good one. Thanks for checking in. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We love you. If anybody needs anything, you hit us up. We got you. If you want to stay at our house, come over. 100 bucks a night. Okay, we're launching that. And you're invited to Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. Peace. Woo! <laughs>